0: We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.
1: Now Katoa is going to tow it through. Brady Chasing. Brady and wins the race. Oh, they are on fire! Sharky. <laughs> A
2: celebration to suit the occasion. Okay, set, match. An Australian and an Australian again. Wimbledon Men's Doubles Champions. Oh, intercepts! Cody rushing away upfield. Dom Young's coming. Not even Dom's going to get
1: him. Cody Walker.
3: England have stalled the wall's Fortress
1: and taken the win. We're going to Sydney for the decider. Here comes
3: Moses.
4: Now overnight scores, expert comment, and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
5: And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And if you're just waking up, Australia has two new Wimbledon champions. Matt Ebden and Max Purcell have won a five-set thriller in the men's doubles, being the Croatian pair Mektic and Pavic. Seven six six seven four six six four. in the fifth. They were down a break and they fought back and won the tiebreaker. And, of course, that is ahead of Nick Kyrgios taking on Novak Djokovic in the men's final tonight, which heralds a big week of sport. And Dean Ritchie will be right amongst it, particularly with the Origin Decider on Wednesday night. Dino, good morning.
6: Good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. It was cold and wet getting up this morning, Ray. That alarm... (laughs) Rain. Bled in my ear and I could hear the rain. Rain thought, again in Sydney. Huh? I love you. Mm-hmm. I love the show. I love the listeners, but I did want to turn but back over. But once you're and... up and about, you right, aren't you? Yeah, what, I what... guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I wanted to turn but, back over
5: and go back to sleep for to another be, hour. But you've got to be um, ready to rock and roll this week. Dan. Yeah, A massive you know, week, I, I, Origin up, Decider mate. and everything Origin's else here.
6: It's the big one. We've got Kyrgios. We've got the rugby test, the league, the cricket. Wouldn't mm. be dead for cricket. Exactly. Wouldn't be dead for
5: quits. Let's firstly go... To Kyrgios tonight, a lot of controversy. He's actually inspired our talk topic. We'll get to that later. But uh, against Novak Djokovic, I've got to watch it, Dino. He's Australian. Ray, I,
6: how do I say this? Because mm. it's going to cause some issues on the open line. I I, I I, want to cheer for him. I want to back an Aussie. I'm as patriotic as the next bloke. And I love Australia. But I struggle with Nick <laughs> Kyrios. I struggle to like him. Mm. And I will struggle to cheer for him tonight. It, I've got to be honest here. I'm yeah. not going to come on here and and hand out
5: no, doses our, of bullcrap. I'm
6: not going to. Uh, our colleague I, Phil Carson said
5: he won't watch it tonight. Yeah, yeah.
6: I'll, look, I'll keep an eye on it. But mm. every time I want to cheer for Nick Curios, Ray, you look back at the swearing, the rudeness, the petulance, the tantrums, the aggression, the, the vile behaviour, spitting at the crowd, the abuse toward umpires. And then he sits back and says, the Australian public doesn't like me. Well, gee, Nick, go figure. <laughs> Do the English love him?
5: Oh, no, the practice courts, they're 10 deep watching him. when he, He's like a rock star over there. But He's an entertainer he's, he's and a, a freakish talent. He's a compelling figure. That's the thing, Ray. He's such a freakish talent. We'll, but we'll come to him later because he is a compelling figure. Is he good for tennis? Yes, He's a good box office, which has actually inspired our talk topic, but we'll get to that. But is he good for kids, though, Ray? That's my question. Is he the influence and and
6: the ambassador you want as someone that your child looks up to? you have to say no. No,
5: he's not Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal, is he? He's not a person you say that's how you should model your life on. Hey, Dino, we'll go to Origin, because it's a massive week. I presume you'll, you'll be going up to Brisbane at some stage. How often has it happened that, um, a decider, New South Wales, has one a decider at Suncorp, or is it Fortress Brisbane for the Queenslanders?
6: Yeah, it's going to be damn hard, Ray. Uh, twice in origin history, uh, 1994 and 2005, the only time Gee. New South Wales has been able to go to Brisbane Not a good stat, and win that decider. Speaking of 1994, mm. we've uh, gathered our guest today, Ray, who played in the 94 series, the great... Mm. Andrew Eddinghouse, no,
5: looking for he's after just nine after nine o'clock, o'clock. Yeah. so he'll be
6: a wonderful guest to run us through how he and his team went about going to Brisbane, defying the odds, defying the crowd, yeah. and bowling over those maroons. Be really
5: interesting that thought process. The 05 game. Tell me if I'm wrong. That was when Joey Johns Correct. had one of the all time great games. And I was listening to to Joey on Channel Nine during the week talk about going to Suncorp or to Brisbane for this decider, rather than be a daunting prospect. He embraced the challenge. He wanted the challenge. He wanted to be at the coal phase, so to speak. And I, I guess that's what separates um, the good players from the great players. The great players want that moment, regardless of the odds against them, Dino.
6: There's no doubt, Queensland, too, Ray, that losing Cameron Munster and Murray Taolungi. Just take us through that
5: because that was really interesting, wasn't it? They are in camp. Now, does that mean there's more players potentially could test positive?
6: It's COVID, Ray. How do we know? Look, they were doing uh, – both states are doing rat tests twice a day, mm. and these two came back positive. So they weren't got PCR. Probably,
5: there could be some more to come.
6: Yeah, correct. They went and got their PCR tests. That came back positive the next day. So that now leaves Queensland in a predicament, Ray. Uh, Corey Oates will come in for Talungi and I guess Billy Slater will start either Tom Dearden or Ben Hunt at 5'8", to take over for Munster. But clearly, some say he's the best player in the world, Munster, to lose him. No matter what you say, it's a massive blow for
5: Queensland. Would you put Ben Hunt there, just for his physicality? Probably. And, yeah. Probably. Because it's going to be, obviously, a, all origin matches are physical. Not knocking Tom Dearden, but he's smaller in stature, whereas Ben Hunt has got that physical presence. Absolutely. And uh, his defence is terrific in mean, the rucks when he plays in the nine. So, yeah, tough for, tough for Queensland.
6: Blues not without their problems too, Ray. Let's, mm-hmm. be, uh, let's be factual there. Jordan McLean, of course, dropping out. He came in because Payne Haas dropped out. Uh, Jacob Saifidi comes in. A few question marks over Jacob Saifidi. Wasn't uh, Clemmer or Campbell-Gillard, but he's got the gig and he'll do a good job. And, of course, Chad Townsend comes in and Dale Finucane into that extended blue squad.
5: Can't wait. We'll get your tips later when we talk with Buzz. We'll talk more at length about it. Of course, it's a, an abbreviated round of the NRL this week. Started back on Thursday. The Sharks, 28 against the Storm. Six, I'll ask about that game in a sec. Dino know, Knights lost to South Sydney on Friday night, 40-28. Latrell Mitchell certainly having an impact on um, South Sydney's attack. Parramatta defeated the Tigers last night, 28-20 at Leichhardt. One more game to complete this weekend's round. The Broncos at home against St. George, Illawarra. Dino, where's the storm at?
6: Yeah, good, good question, Ray. Very good question. Gee, they look off the pace in mm. Melbourne, don't they? Particularly in their attack.
5: And their defence. No yeah. potency yeah, tries
6: yeah. at all for a Craig Bellamy side. It's very, very rare. Look, he's a brilliant coach, Bellamy, but they do have some issues, Ray, in terms of injuries. But the big story out of that game was Brandon Smith uh, allegedly uh, showing dissent toward the referee and... Uh, it's only an allegation he has been referred... Do you know what was said at all? Uh, Yes, the allegation is he called the referee a cheating...
5: So-and-so.
6: So-and-so. And and was referred directly to the judiciary. The funny thing about
5: that was they had the ball and they're on the attack and they had to score to stay in the game. It'll be
6: three to four weeks, you would imagine. Some people questioning whether it should be that long, Ray. But a bit like the Kyrgios situation, I think we have to set some example to the young kids coming through that you cannot accuse Mm -hmm. a referee... Or match official of cheating.
5: Agree with that. Um, if it's if it's fair if, it, if, if he's found guilty proven, to yeah, be fair. Of course, yeah. Um, I mentioned Luttrell Mitchell and of course his decision which was announced last week not to make himself available for Origin. Since he's been back, South Sydney have suddenly regained their mojo and attack. Cody Walker's playing a lot. He probably had his best game all season against the Knights and he's just got that X factor Luttrell, isn't he? He's one of the the great players. Love him or hate him, but he's one of he's Compelling box office. A isn't superstar, he? absolute yeah.
7: superstar.
6: I love watching the trail play. The things he does on a footy field, he's gifted, Ray. He's mm. just a natural, and he's quite brilliant. He was placed on report, of course, for that high tackle on Dom Young, but he was cleared by the match review committee. The other drama of that game, Ray, was David Clemmer being mm. sent off, and he was let off with a final. I think it was a, a gross overreaction. That that wasn't a send off. He roughed him up when he was on the ground. Day uh, Daniel Saluka for feeder but it's not a send off. I mean, seriously, I know, yeah. is that what the game's
5: come to? No, it was it, right at the end, a bit silly, um, disturbing to your eye to see Latrell rush in. I know he's coming to his aid of his teammate on the ground, but Latrell's had. Issues with this in the past. And you don't... He looks to be enjoying his footy. He's playing really well. He's great to watch. You don't want to see him sideline again for some offence where he's rushed in like that as a third man and got involved in that incident with Clemmer.
6: He'd rushed in before the referee blew the whistle. Yeah. Right. Stay yeah. out of it. All yeah. these players come rushing in. They try to be heroes and he-men. Just let the referee do it. It's not their job, Ray, to run in. Mm. If there's a problem, that's the referee's job. Latrell should have been put in the sin bin for that. He was third man in. And they all come charging and thinking they're tough guys. Let the referee do his job. That's what he's there for. And another pet hate. It's getting worse and worse. Every tackle in the game now, the dummy half or players are throwing their arms in the air, Mm. trying to intimidate the referee. Let the referee do his job. It's a hard enough job as it is. And I'm as critical as
5: anybody of the refs. But keep your bloody arms down. Let him do his job. Correct, yeah. And I know you, um, you were on social media a couple of times last night watching the, the Eels-Tigers game. And again, I don't want to harp on the referees, but going to the bunkers sometimes, nitpicking, trying to find reasons not to allow a try, Dino. That's uh, what we've come to, isn't it?
6: Exactly. I said those words last night. It's just yeah. nitpicking, right? Mm. It's, you know, I've said it on this show a hundred times. I'm bashing my head against a brick wall. No one listens. The punters don't like it. They've had a gutful, but the NRL don't seem to want to intervene at all. Uh, well done to Parramatta. It was a good win. I quite enjoyed last night's game. Mm. I thought the Tigers had a real crack, right? Yep,
5: they, they were good, yeah. But um, Parramatta's class, Sean. And then AFL round continue this this weekend. But firstly, back to Thursday night. One versus two down at Geelong. And the Cats got up. Dino against the Demons. 91-63. Geelong have gone to the top of the table. On Friday night, the Swanies back in the winners list, emphatically 120 against the Bulldogs 67. Yesterday, Collingwood came from behind to beat Poor old North Melbourne, Dino. 88-81. The Gold Coast after the siren, knocked off Richmond 94-92. Fremantle made a statement against St Kilda, 111-70. And Port Adelaide, continuing their momentum, they're still not out of the finals race, despite starting the season 0-5. They've won 84-29 against the Giants. Three games today, Brisbane versus Essendon, Hawthorne versus Adelaide, West Coast versus Carlton. The rugby last night, know, did you watch much of it. England 25, Australia 17. We're going to the, the SCG next week for the decider.
6: Yeah, I watched a bit of it, Ray. I was channel surfing a little bit. I wanted to keep an eye on the rugby league more mm. so than the union, but England led 19-0. Yep. Did they see that the England captain, Owen Farrell, six penalty goals for conversion, mm. 20 points. Two uh, tries to one Australia. Not yeah. quite sure about that. I, I don't like it when... Mm. Many penalty goals decide test matches. It's just not what I like and what I want in a rugby team. To be fair, when
5: you go behind 19 0, but the Australian team of, say, 12, 18 months ago, probably would have got lap 40 zip. They fought back. Yeah, there's good signs there. So that SCG um, decider will be huge. It'll be a bit of old fashioned rugby at the SCG, won't it, Dino? I remember the good old days. The Yellow Brothers, Hawker. I love that ground. Cricket Australia, 364, got rolled yesterday morning. They were 5 for 298 at stumps on day one. Smith was on 109, not out. He remained not out, 145. But I thought they might have been 50 runs short, you know, given they were 5 for essentially 300 at stumps day one. Rolled for 364. Marnus Labashane also got 100. He scored 104. The debutante Jaya Saria claimed 6 for 118. Sri Lanka, 2 for 184 in reply. trail by 180 runs. What do you think, Dino?
6: Oh, I still think that Sri Lankan batting order's got some frailties about it, Ray. I think if we get an early breakthrough, I think we can roll through. Uh, I think we can still get a first innings lead. But yeah, certainly the wicket's more of a, a road than that mm, first test, which yeah. was spinning square on day one. But good to see Smithy back to his first 100 since January 2021. Marnus, uh, his first century overseas, is that right? Right, uh, I don't know about. Oh, I'll have to check on that. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it is. Yes, yeah. first he's century, se- first hundred overseas, okay. Six in Australia. So good to see Steve Smith back.
5: Smith first for, you, know, you said sixteen, eighteen months. Yeah. So anyway,
6: yeah, you know he's still averaging despite what you'd call a modest run. Mm. He was averaging 59 going into that innings He's over 60. That's extraordinary.
5: There was a graph when he got his hundred. I don't know if you saw it of Australia's top. I think it was eight or ten. Run scorers in Australia's test cricket history, and of course, Ponting's on top with 13,000 something, averaging a 51. All these greats, like the Steve Walls, the Borders, etc., all averaging Michael Clarke's around 50 51. Steve Smith, he's up to about sixth now, he's averaging over 60. Remarkable, isn't
6: it? I remember our great mate Robert Craddock wrote, A lot of batsmen come in in the first three or four years, they totally dominate, mm. then they go through the inevitable form slump, and then they regenerate their career late. And at the end, they all come out about the same, yeah, about 50. True. And it's very true. Yeah. They're all about 45 to 55. Yeah. But Smith just continues he's to defy. remarkable,
5: yeah. And yeah. he's up
6: around 60. So you'd have to say, Ray, if he retires on 60, would he be second to Bradman?
5: Yeah. Well, it's, it's a compelling stat. Yeah, you'd it, have to say yeah. yes. And well, he's got to be up there now because he's been over an extended period. But again, it just underlines what a phenomenon, Don Bradman was, to average 99.94 across 20 years of test cricket with a World War II in between. And he came back at age 40 and still scoring hundreds. So. Never
6: be anyone like him yeah, again. Yeah. With Stakes at Ramick yesterday. Taksu salutes Ray.
5: Yeah, he went back to back um, in Stakes races yesterday on his preferred heavy track. Glyn Schofield, again, rated him so well in front. We'll talk to Glenn a little later in the show. A couple of nice horses ran yesterday too outside of Taksu. Um, I thought the two-year-old winner Midnight in Tokyo for Casey Fogden was impressive. Horse in the last um, cross talk is going places. And I think John O'Shea has a pretty handy horse in Waihaha Falls. He won well um, yesterday too at Randwick. You know, just back to the tennis, I didn't mention the women's final. Alea Ryabinka, I hope I got that right, has defeated Ons Jabir 3-6, 6-2, 6-2 to win the women's final and of course Kyrgios takes on Djokovic tonight which brings us to our talk topic Dino and we we're sort of thinking it's been inspired a little bit by Nick Kyrgios um, sporting personalities who are pure box office love him or hate him um, there's so many that you no matter what they do whether you love them home, you want to go and watch them play you got one? For good or bad. Yeah, exactly. Because oh. he's, he's one of those guys. Kerry, I was like, you're saying you won't watch him tonight. I reckon you'll be sneaking him out under the covers. Lift the dinner up and turn the TV on. No, I won't. <laughs> okay. Oh, Chock What come. if I text you and say, Dino, he's up a set. Low, phone's turned down. Okay.
6: Chock Bundeen <laughs> comes to mind, Ray. I mean, he was mm. a polarising figure in Australian sport. You know Chuck
5: had... well, don't you? Yeah.
6: I must admit, I didn't like Chuck for a lot of things that he didn't said. But when you meet Chuck and talk to Chok, he's a lovely fellow.
5: Everyone says that, yeah. Lovely fellow. Mm.
6: But look, overseas, I guess Muhammad Ali, Ray, right, would be the God. main one. You Gee. either loved him or you hated him for whatever reason. My hero, him, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Muhammad Ali would be the, the, the biggest box office sporting star who could be divisive as did well, Ray. Did you right? meet him? I did meet him. Wow. I met him at the Laureus Sports Awards in uh, 2000 and, 2000.
5: How uh, that was okay, so in ninety six he was hovering with the flame Olympics. Parkinson's. How was he in two thousand? Yeah,
6: yeah, Oh look, he was obviously you know very ill toward the end of his life, but yeah. I managed to grab an autograph. Wow. Uh he's shaped up got to it? me. Yeah, I've still got it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I also interviewed Joe Fraser. So very yeah, you very lucky to speak Did Joe to Did still
5: him. hate Muhammad? Uh yeah. Yeah. I think he does. Yeah. Uh
6: but I was very lucky to, to be able to meet and interview both Ali and Fraser. What about you, Rose?
5: Yeah, look, I, I guess. To cover Federer in 2012 at Wimbledon it was, to me, uh, outside of Ali and Bradman, <laughs> he's right up there. And uh, of course, he won uh, Wimbledon in 2012. Yeah, I knew it was coming.
6: <laughs> it's, it's we are all really
0: <laughs> fortunate to be seeing this right now. You can tell grandkids about this one. Yeah,
5: funny about that.
6: Ray, don't you start crying on I'm me? I'm not crying. No. I can I, see uh, the tears welling.
5: <laughs> it was a bit. It was fantastic, and that was just after my late my father had passed early that year. And he was a massive tennis fan. And we grew up watching Wimbledon, trying to stay back with my dad when we were kids. And I remember thinking during that time, I wish I could ring my dad and tell him, you know, I'm sitting here at centre court watching. The Australians play, and then Federer in the final. Very bit, nice, mate. But it wasn't, nice. wasn't to be. That's our sport topic today. Sporting personalities who are pure box office. Love them or hate them, but people you cannot afford not to watch. And that's Nick Curios tonight. So call us on thirteen fifty three fifty three SMS oh four one nine seven six seven two seven two. You're listening to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Hunter's
2: Postmortem with Dave Stanley. The Everest and some movement possibly happening there. Ray
5: Thomas. Looks like Lost and Running will be the next horse into the field. I understand our negotiations are at an advanced stage. Michael Maxworthy. Nature strips rising eight and, and Eduardo's rising nine. We are on the cusp, aren't we, of some of these
2: new horses coming through. Hunter's Postmortem, winter edition, Monday, 9am, Racing HQ.
8: G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Galo's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan, and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths, but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the garlo's Pies? Because at Garlo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
9: Experience the thrill of racing on TAB Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $1.3 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the TAB app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now.
0: Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit the for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number G O C S C 1051. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers at one 800 858 858
1: Mum, what's the best thing on TV right now? Let me guess the footy. Nah. something about cars. Yeah, no. Nah. This better be good, Lionel. It's our bonus, 10% Bingley gift card on TV, 75 inches and above. Is that good? Yes. Bingley has the largest range of big screen TVs plus great advice. Is that good? Yes. We're the home of premium big screen TVs. Don't miss our bonus gift card on TVs seventy-five inches and above. Bingley,
0: better living every day. Um, but I never thought that I'd be
10: playing. Um, you know, I'd saw some of the professionals walking around when I'd be a junior here, and I never thought that I'd be playing for the actual men's title. I feel like it's the pinnacle of. Of tennis, you know, once you are able to raise a Grand Slam trophy, that's like, I mean,
4: kind of what else is there to achieve? On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
5: Yeah, that was curious interview going into tonight's final against Djokovic. And was he hinting there, Dino, that maybe if he won, he could even retire?
6: That was the insinuation. I don't think he'd retire. Yeah, he has to win first. I don't think, I think yeah. he'd miss the limelight too I, much.
5: Hey, Dino, our talk topic about sporting personalities that are pure bof- box office that you, love to, that you love or hate, there's been plenty of contributions already. Yeah, Gavin from Newcastle. Hey, Dino and Ray, talk topic.
6: Viv Richards and Wally Lewis. Yeah. Gee, the king created some drama. But what, he was box office. But he was wonderful, wasn't he? he? And
5: when Viv walked out to bat, the strut, the swagger.
6: The chewing of the gum, the cap. No helmet. Yeah, the SS yeah. Jumbo. Loved it. What about this one too, Ray? Uh, 50 says, morning boys. I'd rather stick pins in my eyes and watch Kyrgios. <laughs> a bit
5: harsh.
11: But hey.
6: But he does say Greg opinion? Norman.
5: Love him or hate him, he was a trailblazer. Yeah, Greg Norman was great. He, he always got up to wa- you got up to watch Greg, didn't you? Yeah, was, I did. yeah, I did. I yeah.
6: did. Uh, there's a, a couple more here. Ray, uh, Ray, another Ray says, had enough of curiouss carry-on for years. Hope the Joker smashes him. But Peach from Bow Desert says, let's put things in pe- perspective. I'm no fan of him, but he's no Putin or Hitler. So ignoring him tonight will only put Nick with them. Let's give him the mantelpiece for tonight. So a a, a wide range array Mm. of opinions, as always around Nick Curios.
5: A couple more. Brett from Richmond says, John McEnroe. Love him You watched him, didn't you? He was fantastic. Shane from Butterham. I'm averaging 60 like Steve Smith, which is pretty good. But I average that, and that's just the front nine. That <laughs> sounds like my golf game. He said uh, something
6: sensible on uh, Twitter yesterday, Shane. He? I, he says a lot of things. I, I sent a message back going, right. can you please stop being so sensible?
5: You know, he might take the drive around on you now for saying <laughs> <something laughs> that. He then
6: came back and he said, give me five minutes, I'll say
5: something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> good on him. Uh, Dino, Hunter Tigers just raised the question. I want to go into the race replays quickly, but Justin Matamua was sin um. For professional fouls, is that what you call it? On um, the Tigers' half, Luke Brooks. Uh, on Mitchell Moses, sorry. On Mitchell Moses, the number seven for the Eels. And at, at the time, the Tigers were in front and in control of the game. A massive momentum swing. Parramatta got on top when the Tigers were down to 12 men. Uh, Hunter Tiger's point is that these sort of things happen every game and it should have been overlooked.
6: I'm not going to argue.
5: Really? Oh, I thought he had to
6: go. Having said that... I thought you had to go to the sin bin. Well, game. that's the thing, Hit right? him pretty hard. I'm with Hunter Tiger in terms of, is it a sin bin from what we grew up on? No, it's not. No. It's part of rugby league. It's a tough game. But in this day and age, whether we like it or not, protect that the kicker was a sin bin. Protect and look, kicker. it did change the momentum of the game. He'd only been on the field for less than five minutes, the young fella. Mm. But uh, look, you've got to protect Mitchell Moses. I get it. Or not Mitchell Moses, any playmaker who kicks. And in the current day we live in, Hunter Tiger... It was a sin bin.
5: Yep. Just quickly, Richard Hadley, Shane Warne, Maradona, Wally Lewis. No name, but all four terrific. Another person's mentioned Shane Hollywood, Warne. That was from Peter in Cairns here. Warney, what a star. Ranwick race replays and other replays from yesterday, and we'll get to the July Cup overnight very shortly. This is a nice horse. Casey Fogden's had a terrific season with the likes of Best of Bordeaux. Her filly, Midnight in Tokyo. She's going places.
12: Midnight in Tokyo is making up. lengths, going between them. A true Crime races to the lead. Midnight in Tokyo on the scene from Gallant Star. Midnight in Tokyo races to the lead inside the 50 metres. Has come from a mile back. Midnight in Tokyo beat True Crime. Gallant Star third. Then came Athletica.
5: Yeah, by nice Philly tri- yeah. and uh, Casey Fogden did say after... The wind, she wasn't sure how much longer Midnight in Tokyo would remain in train. She's had a fairly lengthy prep already, but did describe her as more of an autumn filly. So next season rather than in the spring for her, but a promising filly. This was a great ride by Jason Collett on Kanazawa.
12: Raduna got the upper hand narrowly from Lees and Ambi Dance goes to third two off to Kanazawa. It's Raduna a half in front of Lees. Kanazawa's running on. And dance is flagging it. It's Raduna in front, but Kanazawa's powering home on the inside. And Kanazawa went past Raduna. And Kanazawa does goes on to win it by a length and a half. Raduna second. Lees third. And we dance. The excuses are all over for her.
5: Yeah. I thought he was in an awkward spot there coming to the turn, but he knew what he was doing, Jason. Didn't go around a horse, and in the end, a very soft win. Talking of soft wins, how good was why Ha Falls?
12: Mamerican on the inside of Sir Callahad under the pump. Two, three further back to Lord Olympus. Then Snippy Fox. half Falls gets going now. Rhys Jones putting the favourite into the race. It's Mamarigan tackled by Sir Callahad. And Weyha Falls in the twinkling of an eye. Moves up on the outside and the favourite. Storms clear and it's all over. First leg of the quaddy. And the favourite ha-ha Falls is ripping clear for the Miners. Mamarigan. Snippy Fox will get second at the end. Then Poetic Charmer. Oh, this horse is airborne now, way Ha Ha Falls 2, Brent wins this preparation. Snippy Fox 2nd, Poetic Charmer 3rd.
5: We're just watching a replay live on Sky 1. How easy was it, Dino? Why Ha Ha Falls? Just racing away, winning very easy. The feature race yesterday was the Winter Stakes. Taksu was coming off a Civic Stakes win two weeks ago on a good track. On his preferred heavy track yesterday, could they
12: beat him? It's Taxu up the rise. Two lengths clear. Jojo was a man who's sticking to the task. Going up the inside now. Clear from Chief Altoni and Oscar Zulu. Taxu's going well. Inside the 150 by three quarters. Jojo was a man who's trying his heart out. Taxu. Jojo was a man is coming. Taxu. Jojo was a man. Lunch. I think he just fell short. I think Taxu just held on from Jojo was a man. Well clear from Chief Altoni. Then Oscar Zulu from Monagola.
5: Yeah, Taksu did hold on under Glyn Schofield. There was a protest by Rhys Jones, uh, writer of Jojo Was A Man, alleging interference at the 300 and again at the 200. But Stewart's dismissed that objection. Taksu had a length and a half, length and three-quarter margin, didn't contribute to any interference to Jojo Was A Man. They took very little time in throwing that protest out. Feature racing also at Caulfield yesterday. The Sir John Monash Stakes, we know we're deep into winter, but when this sprint race comes around, it sort of signals the start of momentum heading in towards the spring carnival. The favourite was Oxley Road, but Philip Stokes Maliva got the job done. Then came Ashford Street
13: and Oxley Road. The two favourites travel together with also Maliva back along the inside
2: of runners then as Bless Her from Felicia and Outlaw's Revenge. It's Sartorial Splendour at the 200 metres taking the lead from Azar. Then came Oxley Road down the outside and Bless Her up on the fence at the 100. Sartorial Splendour just in front. Bless Her and Maliva's coming on as well. Big finish. Bless Her and Maliva. Bless Her. Maliva. They hit it. Maliva. Maliva's just beaten. Bless Her. Photo for Third sartorial splendor prominent from William Thomas
5: Outlaw. Yeah, Oxy Road down the track. Maleva, good effort first up. Overnight in England, Dino Artorius was coming off his third in the Platinum Jubilee stakes, taking on Naval Crown and Creative Force a Godolphin Duo, who beat him at Royal Ascot in the July Cup. Let's see how he goes. It's
2: Naval Crown on the right in the white cap, still just about the leader. Chased by Alcohol Free, who's just edging left under pressure. Chased then by Creative Force. Behind these is Emirati and a double or bubble. Perfect power, can't get into it. Alcohol Free leading on the far side of Naval Crown as they race up towards the line. It's the Feli Alcohol Free for Rob Hornby and Alcohol Free. Rob Hornby, second group one of the week. Naval Crown, second, Artorias running on
5: well. The Aussie Battler into third. And they were away from Creative Force... Yeah, the Aussie Batley always needs another 50, 100 metres, Dino. He's always storming home. But that was our race replays overnight. Um, Got a couple of callers about to join us, Dino. But just quickly, I didn't make mention um, to our team and to all our listeners. uh, The latest ratings results were a record for our humble little show. Um, winning our time slot again. So, Dino, thank you so much to all our contributors, Zorba and Mossy and Jared um, and Buzz, and particularly all our listeners and our team behind the scenes, uh, Tanya, Steve, and Hamish. Uh, thanks so much. And, um, yeah, Dino, congratulations to you. you know, mate.
6: And to you, Ray. You know our policy on ratings? Which is? We discuss it when we go up. And if we go down, vroom, oh, valve silence. So if we drop like a stone, next range, won't be mentioned. And then I'll be talking about you behind your back. That's,
5: That's how it be my works fault. Radio Ray. Be My fault. Absolutely. Last man standing. <laughs> Everyone in a life raft. Fair enough. But again, to our listeners, thank you so much. Plenty of people want to have their say. Chris is on the line. Chris, good morning.
14: Good morning, guys. To me, the
5: two athletes come to mind about box
14: office are uh, Usain Bolt yeah, and Tiger Woods. I mean, absolutely. Tiger Woods. Uh, mm golf changed when he vanished off the scene. I know he's, he was polarizing when he first played. He was polarizing certainly towards the end there. Mm. But um, I don't think anybody's captured the attention more than Tiger in that sport.
5: Yeah, great point. I, I just want to and Usain you guys, Bolt, Chris, he was, he was a magnet for basically positive publicity, wasn't he? Everyone just loved Usain Bolt.
14: Yeah, he was amazing. I want to ask you guys just two quick things. Last night in the rugby, a player for a, we had a player who was uh, yellow-carded for uh, knocking the ball down in defence. Attempted when he wasn't intercept,
5: in,
14: yeah. Yeah, when they said he wasn't trying to intercept the ball. This is the most ridiculous rule I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Instinctively, you don't want the other team to score. And who knows if he was deliberately trying to knock the ball down or if he was trying to intercept.
5: It's a silly rule. Did you see the English number 10, he... Almost in a reflex action did exactly the same thing Dino and got yellow carded. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Just absurd.
6: absurd rule.
5: You've got to attack it, the footy.
6: You, you know? wanna love rugby and I do I wanna love rugby, but some of the some of
5: the rules that they've in
6: implemented yeah. in rugby have sort of turned you off.
5: Yellow cards. Now if the Australian winger had caught that ball, he would have gone length of the field and scored. Yet he got sent off a yellow card. Ten minutes.
14: Crazy. And lastly, guys, it's, with COVID. Um, okay, we've seen what it's doing this week with the state of origin. It's devaluing the ga- this game, I think. What are we going to do in the grand final? Are we going to consider mm-hmm. having a two-week break between the semis and the grand final, and putting the sides in a bubble for a week, or are we
6: just going to let this carry on? Because this is not getting better, COVID. This is getting worse. Yeah, I was talking about this yesterday to my brother Chris, and he said the same thing. Funny enough, he said, "Do you think they'll go back into the bubble around finals time?" And mm-hmm. You know what? It's not a bad theory. I well, have
5: to. It isn't a third wave coming or something? You Could it? you
6: imagine, Ray, if Penrith are in the grand final and you know, mm. Jerome Lewi and Nathan Cleary come down with COVID in the week of the grand final? Yeah, be, uh, It'd be a
5: disaster. It's a disaster for Queensland. No, it is Munster. a disaster
6: for Queensland. Yeah. There's not much we can do about it. The rules are rules, Ray, and we have to go into seven days. I'm not that in favour of seven days, you know, at this day and age, could we maybe reduce it or am I being irresponsible? Uh,
5: I don't know, Dina. It's a medical thing. But um, unfortunately, the rest of society has to abide by the seven Absolutely. days. So it is what it is. Nick's on the line. Nick, good morning. How are you, fellas? Yeah, how are you, Nick? What have you got for us, mate? Yeah,
11: I was just going to say, curious he gets a lot of bad media, but he's the absolute best player we've seen from Australia in the recent views.
5: Will you be watching tonight, Nick?
15: I oh, will be. I'll be watching the F1 on one screen and off here. <laughs> yeah. and Channel Kira surfing. The other. Good man. Yeah.
6: Nick, surfing. I'll ask you this. You say he's a great player, and that's clearly the case. But do you like his antics? Oh,
15: some of them cross the line, but what he does, he, he bucks the trend. Hmm.
6: If you had children, and maybe you do, Nick, would you want your children to look up to Nick Kyrgios as a role model? Oh,
15: the stuff he does off the court with the NK Foundation, Definitely.
6: That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just find it hard. I struggle with Nick. I really do. As I said before, just because he's Australian, Ray, mm. and I'm Australian, that doesn't give Nick Kyrgios a God given right to secure yeah. local support. Oh,
5: and, yeah, I know what you're saying. You've got to base
6: your support on personality yeah, and who you like, not just because he's boring. He's a polarizing
5: here. figure, you know, he, he certainly is. A couple of people just chime in with our talk topic Brett Kenny and Dennis Lilly. Both great box office, weren't they?
6: Oh, absolutely. Michael says Doug Walters and Russell Fairfax. Yeah. Great Russell Fairfax champion player. And John from Moreback. This is a good one, right? Cameron Smith. Gee, I tell you what. Mm. Probably the greatest player, or well, arguably the greatest player of all up time. There, but Certainly there. down here in New South Wales, he wasn't liked.
5: Yeah, good point, yeah. But he'll be a part of the commentary team for the Origin Decider on Wednesday night. Can't wait for that. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
0: Jockey Ash Morgan.
14: My last season in England, I think it was 2015. Yeah, I worked very hard that season. Took my chances when I got them. I didn't get many. Maybe it's time to just have a break from it. Yeah, I went and got a job in real estate, which was mad, because I'd never done anything like that or, or anything, you know, before I only, only ever wanted to be a jockey. And next year, I'm, I'm thrusting. But off, they doing a 9-5 nice film, which was definitely alien.
2: 11am Monday on Racing HQ.
0: Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details.
13: Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne.
4: The Nissan Navara is built tough for the week and the weekend. It's got an impressive 3.5-tonne brake towing capacity and advanced off-road capability. Visit your Nissan dealer today. And apply.
12: Always thought owning a racehorse was too expensive? It doesn't have to be. Patriot Bloodstock offers racehorse shares for syndication at an affordable entry-level price point with fixed-price training fees. Our horses are country trained, and whether your horse wins at Wagga or Randwick, the thriller's the same. We've had great success sourcing quality horses that won't send you broke, and we love first-time owners. Check out what's available at www.patriotbloodstock.com.au. Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence number 33696.
1: And here the
2: champion cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style
12: the only
4: place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe first time every time is right here live and exclusive across the sky racing network
0: wherever you are in new south wales sky sports radio is there too on braidwood 87.6 fm Maruya, 98.5 fm Parks, 99.9 FM, and Jindabyne, 102.7 FM.
12: Jojo was a man is trying his heart out. Taxu, Jojo was a man is coming. Taxu, Jojo was a man. Lunch, I think he just fell short. I think Taxu just held on from Jojo as a man. Well clear from Chief Al Tony
4: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
5: And that was Taxu winning the winter stakes and his rider, Glenn Schofield has been good enough to join us bright and early on a Sunday morning, Dino. Glenn, good morning.
16: Morning, Ray. Morning, Dean.
5: How are you, mate? Uh, Terrific, Glenn. Thanks for joining us. Glenn, uh, just before we get into Taxu, our talk topic today is sporting personalities who are pure box officer, people you love to, or even hate, but you can't stop watching them. And it's inspired by Nick Kyrgios. And I know you love your sport. Will will you be watching Wimbledon tonight?
16: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm in Dean's camp. I'm not, is greatest fan, but geez, he's got some talent when he's when he's oh. when he wants to switch it on.
6: Glenn, I want to cheer for him. I really <laughs> yeah. do. I want to cheer for. I want to cheer for yeah. any Australian. Yeah. But just because I'm born in the same country as him, as I said before, Glenn, that doesn't give Nick the God-given right to conjure up support from every Australian.
16: Yeah. No. No. You're right there. Look, he's, he is polarizing. Is bit like my you either love him, like him, or you don't. But um, there's no doubting his talent when he when he decides to really put his mind to it. Yeah, he, he sort of almost thought the other day when he lost the first two games to Love, he was going to throw the towel in. But, mm. um, yeah, it's good to see him put the bit between his teeth and, and really try hard.
5: Yeah, and a bit of spice in tonight's match. But I know Djokovic has sort of become more of a friend to Kyrgios since Kyrgios stood up for him during the Australian Open and the issues with um, vaccination. But prior to that, Glenn, there was a bit of spice between these two. So it'll, it'll be great theatre tonight. Great theatre yesterday, Glenn, with a horse who... Is in a rich vein of form, Taxu, and uh, he was tough again, Glenn.
16: He was, yeah. Um, geez, he he, um, he he really sort of um, had to knuckle down when Jojo. I was surprised he switched back to my inside because I knew he was on my outside just after straightening, and then when I felt the runner up the inside, I thought it was um, Cathy on the Victorian raider, But hey. um, anyway, it was glad to see that. Yeah, but then when I got back, the number went up because it was pretty close.
5: Yeah, and there was still some work to be done after the race. There was a, a stewards' inquiry. Rhys Jones on JJ was a man alleging interference but at the 300 and again at the 200. Glenn, I think it was almost a world record by stewards to throw it out. Well,
16: it was close and frivolous, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah.
5: Well, I think yeah. you raised the point that you couldn't see at either point in the straight where any in- interference occurred to JJ.
16: Well, that's right. His rider decided to go back to the inside um, of his own choice. But anyway, mm. it was as you say, it was quickly thrown out, and the, yeah, the result was semaphore straight away.
6: Glyn, you said after the race, Taxu didn't quite have the same spark as his win in the Civic States mm. two weeks ago. Could you just elaborate on that, please?
16: Look, he's a he's a really quirky animal. He's got he's he's very headstrong. He's he's, he's probably a little bit obnoxious as well uh, as some other tennis player we've just been speaking. <laughs> I like it. But... Um, <laughs> Undoubting his ability, um, you know, when he switches it on as well. But yeah, he just went down to the post in a lot tamer fashion. You know, you could, sometimes you get on these horses and they're full of spark, and you know they're they're quirky underneath you and they and they're trying their luck to do something that they they shouldn't be doing. And you've got to, with him. The first time I rode him, I had to be sort of on my on my guard to make sure that I got down to the start without him trying to turn around and come back to the enclosure a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. um, whereas yesterday he just followed the rail and just cantered down, like, really calmly and was was um, was pretty much an easy easy ride the whole way. But uh, Joe, I mentioned that to Joe, and Joe said that he was on a two-week backup off a, off a personal best where he normally spaces his runs um, probably about a month between. So Joe thought that, you know, he's, in light of, like, two great performances, he's earned himself a good spell.
5: Yeah, he's had a great... Um Campaign has he as also did his stablemate Cole Crush, who you won a number of races for, for Joe Pride and similar style of horse in terms that he puts himself on speed and makes his own luck. And both horses have really done great jobs this season.
16: Yeah, they have uh, Ray because you know they're not they're not headline horses by mm-hmm. any means. But Joe's obviously squeezed every last ounce of um,
5: placed them so well, hasn't he? Has yeah. he?
16: What? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think. Cole Crusher won his first race in a in a an Orange Maiden and yep. ended up winning a, uh, I don't know what he won a benchmark ninety-five or something, ninety four yep. at Rambeck, ran
5: with Lee on June,
16: yeah. And so. Taxu was battling away um, you know, midweek races and ends up winning two listed races, albeit out of season at Ranwick but uh, you know, giving connections a great thrill.
6: Now Glenn Ray tells me you are a Liverpool fanatic. We both are. Yes. Yeah. So you're pumped up for the looming season, which would kick off pretty soon, I imagine.
5: Early Glynn, August, next august yeah. Yeah,
16: they,
6: they get on a plane. actually got on a plane
16: yesterday to go They do their pre-season. They're playing Manchester United in in Thailand, I think, this weekend coming. So um, that'll be an interesting first season opener.
5: Yeah. You, you went back once, didn't you, Glenn? I think yourself and Chad. Chad also loves Liverpool, Glenn's son. You went back for the um, European Cup final one year, I think, was it? Yeah, we back, I think it was
16: 2019 We yeah. we went to Madrid. Oh, it was the best week ever. How'd you get a we-
5: ticket, How'd you get the ticket?
16: Oh, they were yeah, they were expensive. <laughs> i mean, to be honest, we were we were walking we were walking through Madrid going for lunch. We we actually met Robbie Farah for a drink one day. Um and there was this Russian guy with his wife, I think he was Russian anyway, he was a big strong bloke. Anyway. Mm. Um we had all our Liverpool gear on and he offered us he said we do we have tickets and he said yes, he offered us forty thousand euros for our tickets. Wow.
6: What's that the
5: equivalent of, Glenn? I'm not sure. It's about, I about twenty thousand, I think. Yeah, Australian, Australian,
16: something like that. Yeah, no, forty thousand euros is about forty thousand Aussie. And I looked, there you go. Wow,
6: yeah. sixty thousand Australian. Yeah. I <laughs> assume you said, "Here's the ticket. <laughs> I'm going
5: down to the French Riviera. <laughs> Once in a lifetime yeah, it
6: was, thing. See what it was? It was unbelievable. It was it was
16: an experience money can't buy. If you're a mm. football fan, um, like I am, I'm mad for it. Um, it was an experience of a lifetime. We 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 were very tempted to go this year to Paris. Um, and we decided not to go and thank goodness we didn't spend all that money because Chad got covid oh. the week of the of the game so we wouldn't have been able to go anyway or Chad wouldn't have been able to go yeah.
6: Glen, you must have plenty stashed to in the bank if you're knocking you back 60000 know? <laughs> for a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't pay, no, I didn't pay that much for a ticket. That's
16: not
5: the love is, isn't hey, it? Would it be in a, yeah. in a tidy profit, I can tell you oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Glenn, well, backers of um, Taxu and Coal Crush have had a tidy profit through the late autumn into the winter months and congratulations on the win again of Taxu yesterday and, and thanks for joining us bright and early on a Sunday morning.
16: My pleasure and uh, and uh, obviously um good to be on the show and I wanna wish uh Kiraos all the best tonight. I'll be watching uh, exactly. and as your previous caller said, I'll be flicking between the, the Grand Prix and the, yeah, and the tennis. Yeah.
5: And and the tennis, exactly. Hey, good on you, Glenn. We'll talk soon, mate. Cheers guys. Thanks. There's Glenn, Glenn Scaford, rider of Taxu won the winter stakes yesterday.
6: I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. Your A list ticket to whatever sporting event you want to go to yeah. and you got it. Yeah. And it was a, a lifetime dream. And someone said, here's 60,000. So say
5: US Masters or something. Yeah.
6: And someone said, here's 60, 60 large. What would you do? Geez, <laughs> it'd be hard to say no. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> mate, I'd have that like, out of his hand that
5: quickly <laughs> and down the
3: street. He wouldn't know what hit it'd him.
5: be hard to say no. <laughs> Richie Cowan is on the line. Rich, good morning.
3: Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Uh, no way, Bulldog. You only live life once, mate. So I can tell you that. Rich, you're a- telling a- me you'd a- knock back
6: 60 for a ticket to a sporting event.
3: If it was something that I dreamt about and wanted to be there, there's not a hope in the world I'd take it.
5: You've been to the Masters, Rich, or...? No, I haven't, Ray. Really.
3: Yeah, I uh, my bucket list. dreamt about it, but mm. I hit the ball
5: far too many times. Yeah, that's my bucket list to try and get there one year. And, and Rich, before we get into, into racing, there's a couple of things I did want to talk to you about. But um, our talk topic today is, um, you might have just heard with Glenn, is um, sporting personalities you love to hate, but a pure box office, and you can't help but watch them. Is there, is there one that stands out for you, Rich?
3: Oh, look, not really. Like, I'll be watching Kirios tonight. Um, He he does things different the way I do things, the way I'd like my kids to do things. But the world's made up of uh, different people. If we all did things the same way and all liked the same things, geez, it'd be pretty packed at whatever things we did. So I'll be cheering him. Um, Honestly, if if you're not cheering Kirios tonight, honestly... Yeah, pack up your stuff, move somewhere else. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> not know, fair, that's not fair, Rich. That's not fair. I think you have that's a right,
6: just because he's Australian, that doesn't guarantee that I have to cheer for him. If I don't particularly like him, I don't have to cheer for him. But I think it's unfair for you to say that I'm unpatriotic or whoever doesn't cheer for him is unpatriotic. Oh, I think
3: they are. I think he's an Australian. Uh, he, he's, he's a sportsman. He's playing against uh, someone from another country. Yeah, I think that's right if you don't cheer for
6: him. Yeah, I, I disagree. I, <laughs> Dino's I disagree. No, no, I just think that you know the disrespect he shows the public, his opponents, the umpires... But can you warm to Djokovic? Not particularly, right? no. Yeah. See, I'm not saying I'm, jo- I'm, I'm a Djokovic <laughs> fan either.
3: We've got arrogant people in every sport, yeah. We had a bloke the other night call a, a referee a cheating bastard. Uh, we're going to cheer for him... Uh, when he's playing uh, Melbourne Storm, people are still going to cheer for him. Everyone's done something different. Oh, turn it up, Bulldog. Mate, come on. You're an Aussie. You're not cheering for Gios tonight, mate. Honestly, pack up, pack up your stuff. Move
5: away. <laughs> yeah, go, Nick. Hey, Rich, I did want to ask you about um, the South Grafton Cup, and I'll preface it by saying that today's race has created a lot of uh, controversy. Um, indeed, some people are saying what's happening is killing country racing, and, and to me, the debates gone way down the wrong track because South Grafton Cup is one of the qualifiers for this new race, dinner called the Big Dance, which is $2 million. It's run on Melbourne Cup Day at Randwick. This race was not designed for country-only horses. It was designed basically to – I think, Rich, tell me if I'm wrong, to potentially attract probably Group 2, probably Group 3-level horses to that big race um, at Randwick on Cup Day. For country racing – so many things have been introduced in recent years, like the country championship series, the Kosciuszko, the highways, showcase meetings, Rich. Um, a lot's been done for country racing. Perhaps this concept needs a bit of tinkering, but to say because there's all these city horses <coughs> in the South Grafton Cup today, the whole thing's skewed and is killing country racing, I think is over the top.
3: Oh, I, think, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's misjudged and misunderstood. Um Racing New South Wales tried a concept, and it was it was mainly uh, adv- uh, devised this concept to help um, country communities. It was um, for to attract the big name stables, the good horses, the big jockeys to country areas to help turnover to help wagering, which then supplies the turnover for 52 weeks of the year. We, there's no doubt, and I can tell you um, without speaking out of school that the Trainers Association of uh, come up with some different ideas and we've been um, chatting with Peter Volandis and Hinton and uh, Ben Dunn at the team at Race Wales, how we can still tinker things. Mm. But I think to to come out and just uh, pot the, the the whole concept of the big dance and what it's done for these races is, I think, naive and probably ignorant. We're, we're getting more money put into racing, into prize money in for the trainers, for the jockeys, for the participants, for the owners. So you can't be uh, you're a little bit selfish if you're potting that idea. Mm. The one thing is, I do agree we need a little bit of a tinkering. But like the South Grafton Cup, the meeting there today at the South Grafton Cup is usually a, a nothing meeting, without yep. being disrespectful. Mm. Yeah, the South Grafton Cup is usually just you know a, a moderate event. Maybe we're going to come up with an idea, Ray, where there's another race on the card. But that's the key. What yeah. it does. Is these meetings are getting notoriety, getting publicity. The turnover is incredible. Yes, there needs to be a little bit of tinkering, but uh, let's just calm the farm, come back. It's a wonderful concept and it's very exciting, and we're going to have a great big dance for $2 million. Mm. The people that are bagging the, the, the trainers, the city trainers, going there, they're, they're totally misunderstood. For so The simple fact of the matter is that every trainer's got owners. Their owners, their owners, imagine imagine if... Like, and Chris Waller didn't go to the first lot of the races or did neither did John O'Shea or neither did Annabelle Neesham. Imagine if they got to Ramming and it was a $2 million race and you didn't have a runner. The, your owner says, why didn't we go in it? Correct, oh, yeah. oh, mm. I, I, I didn't want to go out there. There's Look, only one way to qualify is to go to the country areas to get into these races. So, mm. yes, we need some tinkering, but, jeez, it's a wonderful concept.
5: And I reckon you've nailed it, Rich. I was thinking the same thing. Have a, a support race on this program and, indeed, other um sort of minor cups that are part of the big dance, have a support race that could cater for country owned country only horses and worth a bit of money. As you said, Rich, it's probably got a little bit of tinkering to come, but just to pot the whole concept and say it's ruining country racing, I, I, I just don't think that that's valid. Hey we had Glenn Schofield on earlier, Rich and uh, he just keeps on keeping on and even Joe Pride said afterwards that the m- narrow margin that Taksu won by just, Underlines how well Glenn Schofield rates these front runners.
11: Yeah, that's,
3: that's Glenn's forte, there's no doubt. And the other horse you mentioned, Cole Crusher, as well, mm. didn't they? Uh, yeah, the I was surprised yesterday, was taxer. Jeez, it was friendless in the betting. Yeah. It just kept drifting and drifting and drifting. But uh, look, JoJo was a man, was a huge run. But they'd come for that Victorian horse, uh, didn't they? Uh, Chief Altoni down the bottom. And yeah. uh, Bulldog, you'd like this, I can tell you, nine out of ten times. The Melbourne form? It just don't hold up, champion.
6: What do you think, Dina? Well, if Richard says it, it's got to be right.
5: <laughs> hey, Rich, you're working today? <laughs> no, turn it up, Ray. That's Sunday up. off nap. Uh, yep.
3: No, Hawkesbury was on today. It's now put put back a week. But uh, no, I was at uh, I was at Scaring yesterday. I tell you what, I enjoyed talking to a few of the trainers up there. But I worked with the great Gary Harley at Scone yesterday, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, Credit to the club up there, how much rain they've had up mm. and the track held up uh, terrifically at Scone yesterday. But the reason I had to a, be a bit more positive this morning, Bulldog, was my boys Charlie and Simon down at the Charcoal Caribbean Chicken at Concord. They just they get upset when you have a go at me every Sunday morning. <laughs> said down the morning he said, Rich, don't take it, mate. He said, give it to Bulldog. Mate. Well, tell them I
6: can be bought off with a nice fresh chicken sandwich, oh, all right? I,
3: oh, mate, they are, I tell you what, Then I get abused last week by Charlie when I. I started to mention when I was talking about the good food and I mentioned all the other restaurants, and I didn't mention, mate, I camp down here. So walk, <laughs> he I I, down all the Bulldogs and the West Tigers are there
5: every day. <laughs> hey, Rich, well, enjoy a rare Sunday off. Enjoy the Dragons taking on the Broncos this afternoon and go Nick Kyrgios tonight. Thanks, Rich. Yeah. Oh, he's been faded away. He's, he's in Nick Kyrgios's camp. Tan, are you in Nick Kyrgios's camp tonight? I am, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a huge, huge,
17: huge, huge fan. But he's a stranger. No no not only that, I I prefer him to win. I I don't like Djokovic. Mm. He's, he's no You know. No angel. He's no clean skin, is he? Either. So Exactly. Hawkesbury's off today. Exactly.
5: As Rich mentioned, we have got Grafton. We Mm. do,
17: we do. And the weather there is fine, but the track is a heavy eight. The rail is out three meters the entire course and there are thirty nine scratchings. From race one, take out number one, King Kick Owl, and nine, I am the Empire. One and nine. Race two, number two, Panuara Boy. And the emergencies, 13, 15 and 16, 2, 13, 15 and 16. Race 3, number 1, Shiriki. 2, Euphrates Dream. 3, Fire Up Bruce. 7, Tropics. 9, Byron Eyes. And the emergency, 15. 1, 2, 3, 7, 9 and 15. Race 4, number 1, and Nancy. 4, Fermi Prince. 8, Star of Adelaide. 11, Redheads Rock. Thirteen enviable one four eight eleven and thirteen race five number four Inari Fox emergencies fifteen and sixteen four fifteen and sixteen from race six take one Pascal two Klopp six Mister Larrabee, ten sailing and twelve Admiral. Ash, 1, 2, 6, 10, and 12. Race 7, number 5, Francesco Gardi 6, Mubaris. 7, Lord Ardmore. 10, Knight of Power. 13, Windermere. 14, Ventura Ocean. Emergencies, 17, 19, and 20. 5, 6, 7, 10, 13, 14, 17, 19, and 20. And out of race 8, number 1, Mark the Horse. 7, Timely Shadow. 8 Sequin Dress, 12 Thunder Knob and 14 Nordic Show. 1, seven, eight, 12 and 14 from race 8 at Grafton. Up to the Sunshine Coast, the weather is fine, the track synthetic, the rail true, and 34 scratchings. From race one, take numbers two, four, six, two, four, and six. Race two, number seven, number seven. Out of the third, one, seven, and eight, one, seven, eight. Race four is clear. Race five, one, seven, eleven, 12, 16, 17, 19, 1, 7, 11, 12, 16, 17, 19. From race 6, take number 8, number 8. From race 7, numbers 3, 9 and 10, 3, 9, 10. Race 8, take out 3, 7, 8, 9, 11, 12, 14, 15, 3, 7, 8, 9, 11, 12, 14 and 15. And race 9, numbers 2, 3, 4, 7, 12, 16, 17 and 20. 2, 3, 4, 7, 12, 16, 17 and 20 from race 9 at the Sunshine Coast.
5: Thanks, Tan. Tips today in the South Grafton Cup meeting at Grafton. Race 3, number 6, Sahana, looks hard to beat. And in the feature, race 7, number 12, Wicklow. Here's the news.
18: Hello, I'm Sarah Wombe. The Speaker of Sri Lanka's Parliament has announced the President will step down on July 13 following mass protests in which the demonstrators gained access to the President's official residence. The BBC's Amber Santaraja reports.
15: President Gotabaya Rajapaksha's resignation has been the main demand of the protesters with the country suffering from months of unrest as inflation surges and the authorities' struggle to import food, fuel and medicine. On Saturday, the demonstrators seized and occupied President Rajapaksha's official residence after set fire to the private home of the Prime Minister, Ranil Vikramasinghe. He earlier offered to step down to make room for an all-party government. Mr Rajapaksha has been escorted to a safe location.
18: Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is being remembered. A review will be held into whether his security detail could have done more to protect him from being assassinated. Japanese police have admitted that there was more they could have done to protect him. Former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has told the ABC he will be missed.
13: There will be times in the months and years ahead when we will wish Shinzo Abe's wise counsel and determined voice is still with us.
18: Global renewable energy company HIF Global, backed by Porsche, has announced plans to build a $1 billion e-fuel plant in Tasmania's northwest. HIF has lodged a notice of intent with the Environment Protection Authority to build the facility near Burnie. They hope to begin construction in 2024 with operations starting in 2026. Police say a drive-by shooting in the Sydney South is not linked to a series of high-profile gang-related crimes over recent months. Sean Bindley reports.
2: A nine-year-old girl is recovering in a stable condition after being shot outside a home at Connell's Point. One man has been charged and police believe it was a targeted attack. Detective Superintendent Grant Taylor says another shooting in November was linked to the same property.
5: What we will say is this, that that premises we believe, was most definitely the intended target. An individual in that premises is known to us. Whether the children were the intended target or not is yet to
2: be determined. Sean Bindley, Air News.
18: The Queensland Government is trialling new technology to stop marine life becoming tangled in shark nets. Environmentalists also want more humane methods to protect swimmers after three humpback whales were caught in local nets last week. The State Environment Minister, Megan Scanlon, says they're awaiting final results from new satellite technology for catch alert drumlines. We continue to look at what new innovative ways that we can try and deter sharks from areas that we know lots of people enjoy swimming but obviously this
9: is their habitat and so we need to look at how we can protect our wildlife as well.
18: Also in news, Australia's Matt Ebden and Max Purcell are celebrating victory in the men's doubles final at Wimbledon and Perth Zoo's Trisha the Elephant will be honoured with a memorial walk opening today. Trisha died this week age 65 and was one of the oldest elephants in the world. The memorial walk will remain open for a week with 50% of ticket sales going towards a conservation fund. This is Air News. Day 13 at Wimbledon was Ladies' Day and also a great day for the Aussies. Air Sports Paul Walsh is there.
11: The Aussie men's double pairing of Matt Ebden and Max Purcell have outstayed their Croatian opponents in the final to take the prestigious title in five hard-fought sets. 7-6, 6-7, 4-6, 6-4, 7-6. The match went right down to the wire, with the Aussies a service breakdown in the fifth, but fought back and played the
8: near-perfect tiebreaker.
11: Earlier in the day, Alina Rybakina won her first Grand Slam title when she defeated the number 3 seed Ons Jabeur in three sets, 3-6, 6-2, 6-2. Paul Walsh at Wimbledon for Air Sport
18: To AFL, the Gold Coast have won what's been described as the most thrilling win in the Suns' history. After trailing Richmond by 28 points at three-quarter time, the Gold Coast surged ahead to win 94-92. to 92. The Magpies, Dockers and Power all posted wins. Parramatta has come from 12-0 down to beat the West Tigers 28-20 in the NRL. Supercars Championship leader Shane Van Gisbergen has won the opening race of the weekend at the Townsville 500. And Sri Lanka recovered from the loss of an early wicket to be two for 184 at Stumps on day two of the second cricket-testing goal. Steve Smith finished 145 not out in the Aussies' first innings of 364. Australian Independent Radio News.
0: On Val Reynolds, 97.1 FM. Ralston 88 FM, Orange 106.7 FM, and Condobolin 92.1 FM. This is Sky Sports Radio, your racing and sports leader.
8: The Nissan Duke comes with Apple CarPlay and a five year warranty as standard. Plus, low weekly repayments when you finance with Nissan Future Value. Contact your Nissan dealer today. Approved private Navy and applicants only, T's and C's apply.
4: The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network.
12: And Time to Rain, the half to Shewal reigns going to win on debut. Time to Rain won it easily from Bivouac. Standing at Kingstar Farm.
2: Time to Rain, a silver slipper winner with a golden slipper pedigree.
12: Time to Rain bounces back today. Time to Rain by two and a half to Tassort.
2: One of the top time form two year olds of his year. Defeated Yes, 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 Cosmic Force, Tassort, and Bivouac.
12: Wow, well, Time to
2: Rain is back in a big way. Time to Rain. Inspect today. Contact Connor or Adam at kingstarfarm.com.au.
19: On Sky Sports Radio, The Traffic Report. To celebrate the Anaconda Adventure HQ launch, there's a giant marshmallow down at Circular Quay. Snap and hashtag Adventure HQ for your chance to win a 1K shopping spree. In North Morunga, there's been a collision between two cars on the M1 Pacific motorway approaching Karingai Chase Road. One of three northbound lanes closed. Oxford Falls flooding on Oxford Falls Road between the Wakehurst Parkway and Aruna Road. Diversions available via Wurrunga Road westbound and Morgan Road eastbound. Ray, look out for traffic lights that are flashing yellow on Miller Street at Palmer Street. Take care there. Score KFC, Zinger Popcorn Box with a zinger burger, popcorn chicken and original tender plus all your favourite sides. Not everywhere and not forever. Pop to it. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio.
5: On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. And we'll start with Sydney, just for something different Dino, showers about in Sydney, heading for top of just 17 degrees. Melbourne, partly cloudy and 15. Brisbane, nice day, mostly sunny today, heading for a top of 20 degrees. Perth, showers are easing and 18. Adelaide is mostly sunny and 15. Down in Hobart, partly cloudy, just 13 degrees today. Darwin, sunny and 29. Canberra, they're waking up currently just two degrees, heading for a top of 13 on a cloudy Sunday.
1: Now Katoa is going to tow it through. Brady and chasing. and wins the race. Oh, they are on fire. Sharky, and a celebration to suit the occasion. set,
12: match. Brazil. an Australian Australian again. Wimbledon men's doubles champions. Oh,
2: intercept! Cody rushing away upfield. Dom Young's coming. Not even Dom's going to get him. Cody Walker.
3: England have stalled the world, fortress, and taken the win. We're going to Sydney for the decider. Here comes
2: Moses.
4: Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
5: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Second hour coming up with Peter's joining us very shortly. League Super Quiz time. Dino, uh, score check. Well, there's a little bit of drama as always, right? We get in here this morning, Wayne's text in.
6: Bright and early. Bright and early, Mm -hmm. which we appreciate, saying 13 to 8, Mm -hmm. which is fine. But then... Next minute, (laughs) boom, it's suddenly another text. 14 to 8.
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly, thank you, Hamish. It seems like the well, Wayne. Can scores you can you just been... We'll ask Wayne just to confirm. All right, let's get what, Wayne. To why confirm. don't we? Why don't you or I keep score? Because we like to keep Wayne as one of our oh, loyal. Very, listeners. very good point. Jared um, Daffy will join us a little later with all the latest tab odds in today's life lesson, and Phil Moss will also be on the show towards the top of this hour to talk the world of football. Our next guest, Dino, you've got a little bit of news about Peter Peters.
6: Well, the great man who's been mm-hmm. a friend and mentor of mine for, oh, gee, have to be getting up to 40 years now. Wow. I understand from a little birdie, mm-hmm. being himself, <laughs> that it might be a special day.
9: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday.
5: Sorb, good morning and happy birthday, mate. Morning, Ray.
11: Morning, Bulldog. Yeah, thanks for that.
5: Happy, happy birthday, Bulldog. King.
11: Yeah, thank you. Um, happy to be still working at uh, at this ripe old age, 77 Sunset Strip today. <laughs> I've gone from the 76 trombones over to the Sunset Strip. What's today
6: entails or What will you do? Will Kaz take you out for lunch somewhere nice?
11: Yeah, family, my granddaughters and, um, and uh, all of the family. Um, that's what it's all about for me. No, good on you, Zorb.
5: Hey, Zorb, plenty to talk about, as always, and the countdown is on to Wednesday night's Decider. But as Dino said, uh, the Queensland camp rocked uh, by the um, Cameron Munster issue with the COVID, and it's it's a big loss for Queensland, Zorb.
11: That's massive. And the countdown, the Suncorp Decider, is now on. And isn't it intriguing? It's full of possibilities. But New South Wales should now have... Uh uh, have the outcome really dominated by the most complete club side in rugby league, and one of the greatest sides we've seen in recent times? Let's not um, let's not put this Penrith side far behind the great sides of recent modern era. Um, Coruscant, Nathan Cleary, and Jerome Luai—the Penrith triple treat—they'll complete a champion spine with a skipper James Tedesco to ensure. New South Wales should overcome Queensland's advantage of playing at home, where they've won seven of the last ten. But as you just said, the loss of Cameron Munster is a body blow. Even Queensland shouldn't be able to overcome. And now Billy Slater's got the choice. Does he go with a rookie, Tom Dearden, or Ben Hunt at six? Dearden's been good for the Cowboys, but asking him to play a vital role in Queensland's Origin side is a different kettle of fish and a huge ask. Hunt, I don't think. I think he's a half, not a 5 eight. And he's so good when he shares nine with Harry Grant. And Billy Slater may be reluctant to move Hunt. And with New South Wales having the veteran Chad Townsend in camp, the Blues are sure to know every weakness that Dearden had, has. It's ironic mm-hmm. that the man most responsible for Dearden's great season may play a part in dismantling his origin debut. All the pressure on New South Wales now. Um, They're expected to win. They should win, but that's when Queensland are their most dangerous. I'm going for New South Wales this time, but expect an emotional performance from Queensland.
6: Zorb, what did you make of Brandon Smith being referred directly to the judiciary for referee dissent?
11: Well, Bulldog, I'm one of those people that has called a referee a cheat, um, and luckily for me, the referee Keith Page, God bless him, uh, didn't send me off in a grand final because I was one of several players yelling out uh, that he was a he was a cheat in a very uh, emotional and um, boots and all grand final. So,
5: which, which grand, grand final was uh, that one, Zorb? Which which, grand, which grand final was seventy three,
11: one? ninety seventy three against Crowler? Okay, yeah. And he just said, "I'll see you after the game." Uh, Behind the grandstand, so he obviously—I didn't put any fear into him. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what happened post games, or pardon? What happened post game?
11: Uh, I just went and apologised, and he—he mm. he said, look, "Look, I was getting it from all angles. It was a tough game. It, it got out of control, yeah. Um, yeah. and um, we all had a crack. But you can't do it, and and um, and that's what's going to happen to Brandon Smith. He's going to be—he's going to be suspended for at least four weeks." And and doing doing that while you're in possession of the football, um, it could see the block of cheese on the outer for the remainder of his uh, time at Melbourne, which is not long. He's expected to receive at least four weeks, um, which takes him close to the finals. His coach is far from impressed. I hear he's fuming. And Smith is leaving for the roosters at season's end. He's a game changer, but there's always been somewhat of a, a real difference and a rogue at the highly disciplined Melbourne Storm. Has Craig Bellamy had enough cheese on his jats? That's <laughs> going to be the big question leading up to the finals. What does he do with a block of cheese? He's going to be out of action for at least a month.
5: Hmm. It's a big loss to the Storm.
11: I mean, it could be his last game. Yeah, no. you think he'd have to come back in that 17 somewhere. with so many injuries. I just don't think they've got that luxury. It just depends on, on, on... I mean, Craig Bellamy's a pretty tough... Uh, taskmaster, and he might say, well, he's now East problem, the Roosters.
5: Well, did you see his post-match press conference? He said that won't happen again at exactly. the Exactly, and that's, yeah. that's led
11: to me mm. saying what I've just said. No, fair enough. Um, yeah. and, and, and that raised the question too about the Roosters. Do they think that, well, they obviously think they can handle him,
12: mm. but
11: they may have him and a whole lot more trouble at their club next season, which is unlike them to uh, to bring players of ill discipline to their club. Yeah, exactly.
5: Hey, Zorb, I mentioned it to Dino earlier. Latrell Mitchell's return has obviously sparked South Sydney's attack, but it's also unlocked Cody Walker. He he played his best game of the season on Friday night.
11: Yep, fantastic from both of them, but doesn't he, doesn't he walk a fine line, Latrell Mitchell? I mean, when the Blues started at the end of the game, he rushed in. Now, in recent years, you rushed into a blue like that. You also went to the mm. Um We saw Clemmer get sent off, um, and that was a volatile situation. Latrell's, I mean, he's such a great player. But as we saw when he got suspended late last year, he can walk a fine line. Um, he, he can be quite ruthless on the football field. Um, and combined with his unbelievable talent, that's a um, that's a volatile mixture, but South got to the grand final last year without Latrell Mitchell. They'll be a danger for any side with Mitchell and Walker, as you've both said, um, being a clear and present danger mm. for any side in the games ahead. They simply the pair of them toyed with the Newcastle Knights on Friday, uh, even though Newcastle got off to a great start. Uh, once, once South. Got on the board, and what about that left side of theirs? Now Richie Ken has been a um, a real journeyman in rugby league. He grabbed the easiest hat trick you've ever seen, and um, South's injured star Alex Johnson um, he would have he would have had a picnic, maybe scored four or five uh, to add to his marvellous tally. South will gain momentum in the run into the finals, and Walker looks calm and confident with Latrell back. But
7: as I said, there's always a
6: question mark about Luttrell. Zorb, the West Tigers issues bubbled along last week. Adam Dewey saying he wants to play 5-8, and he'd even do that in reserve grade. Luke Brooks coming out and saying there's leaks in the camp. Jackson Hastings' form being solid. Where, where do you see the Tigers' halves? Who should be there, and where would you play Dewey and Brooks? I hate to
11: say it, Bulldog, but Luke Brooks, Brooks isn't a 5'8", and I think the West Tigers should bite the bullet and let him go to another club. But he did some good things last night in the 28-20 loss to Parramatta, but also he had he had many horror moments, particularly in defence and, and, um, and picking the right time. He, he, he just wasn't on the song. As I said, he did some good things, but he simply gets the ball when Jackson Hastings doesn't want it. Brooks is all at sea in attack, playing second fiddle to Hastings. They've brought Hastings to the club, obviously, to be the halfback. You can't have two. Um, and after last night, I, I think it's just got to happen. And I, I reckon Tim Sheens has, has come to that conclusion. Probably last night at, um, at Leichhardt Oval, um, I, think, I think that he's got to go and give his career a chance to uh, kick-start again, but it's not going to happen there. Um, Dewey is um, is surely the better bet for 5'8", and um, and I think it'll happen, and I, it might happen next week.
5: Mm. Uh, Dino, what's latest for the Tigers' coaching situation?
6: Uh, they're still going through the process. There's still a lot of names floating around. Yeah, every week, though, and Zorbal, your opinion on this? Yeah, mm. every week the Sheens' rumour just seems to get a little bit louder. Mm. And I think, privately, Tim will not say this publicly. That you know, I think there is there is an interest in continuing okay. to coach.
11: You know what? I um, I look at Tim, um, and I like Tim. He's a great man, and and he's he's done wonderful things in rugby league. But I think his coaching days are gone. Um, he didn't have much success at all in the English Super League and went from club to club and some ordinary ones over there before coming back to the NRL and his current role, which I think is a role that suits him and he should stick to it. Uh, they need to look around. Now, you know, we've seen coaches move. We've seen um, Andrew Webster um, uh, go to the Warriors as head coach. Now, I think that's a good move. Um, all the reports from Penrith are that he's an outstanding young coach on the rise. He served his apprenticeship in 2015 and 16. He was assistant at the Warriors, so he knows the club. He knows what it's like to live in Auckland. He's not afraid of that. He wants to do it. It's not a last last saloon for him. He's a coach on the way up. I think he's a good choice. Um, He knows what he's in for at the Warriors. It's not going to be a surprise for him. He'll walk in and just put on an old suit and get on with the job. I think that's a good move. Um, first day of the dream round over in the English Super League, and St Helens have won a cracker of a game uh, against Wigan, uh, right on the bell, 20-18. to 18, uh, They scored, and um, and it was a great game. And the strong mile around that the Gold Coast Titans are very keen on Christian Wolfe, who's at mm. St Helens to replace Justin Holbrook, who they ironically got from St Helens. Yeah. Um, so the Wolfman. He's a, a coach in um, demand, Zorb. i been writing a fair yeah. bit about him, Dino. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at the Titans.
6: Yeah, I think Holbrook's days appear to be numbered up there, Zorb. It's a bit of a shame because I quite like Holbrook and I think he is a good coach, but certainly they've gone backwards at well, rapid speed choices, this year. Haven't
11: they? Yeah. They've made some poor choices in, in player selection. They've made some good ones, but they've made some. Many more poor choices and and, um, and, and paying um, David Fafida over a million dollars, I think, is one of the poor choices. I think sending their half back off uh, to Canberra, leaving him no choice and putting a rookie in that's not ready is another disaster, and the coach has to wear that. Mm.
5: And so we need to make talking... Of oh, that word choice, we need to make some good choices now. I'll run a couple of odds past you, Zorb. Today's 4.05 game, Brisbane head to head at dollar sixty seven against the Dragons at two twenty. Now Wednesday night, been a long time since there's been such a disparity in an Origin game with Munster out. Queensland are out to three thirty five head to head. The Blues are into a dollar thirty three. How do you see these two games, Zorb?
11: Well, um. I see the Broncos being too good for the Dragons today. Ben Hunt has been the lifeblood of um, of, of the Dragons side. He's been an inspiration to them. He's in great form um, without him today. And he'll be looking on there at um, at Suncorp, along with the um, Maroons camp. And I think I think the Broncos will be too good for the Dragons. And I'm going for New South Wales. I think if they're ever going to win a game. Uh, but, you know, they, they'll, they'll do it tough, I don't think. They're entitled to be the price they are, but mm. they've got all the guns ready to go in this. And I, Good to
6: see you on board with Freddie, mate.
11: Uh, I'm on board with New South Wales. I, I think Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I shouldn't have
6: started you. I'm it's sorry. His I'm pretty pretty sorry. Nice. <laughs> I
11: like Freddie as a person, but he has been hit in the backside by a rainbow in his coaching career at New South Wales. First of all, he's had all those great Queenslanders retire as soon as he's come in, and now he's had probably one of the game's best players anywhere, um, withdraw on the eve of a uh, decider. So good luck to Freddie and good luck to the Blues. And I'll be in their corner and I hope they win. Um, and I think they will. And they should, if they don't. well, <laughs> If they don't,
5: Bruce. you'll be coming out the driver next Sunday morning. Hey, um... uh, I will.
11: <laughs> yeah, I will. No. Look, just on the most hated sportsman. I oh, know yeah. plenty of people are not going to cheer for Curious tonight. Um, but there's one greater pain in the backside. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you like to give him a clip over the ears, Bernard Comic, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Pain in the backside in Australian sport in the last decade and a half.
5: That could be a talk topic, wasted talents. He's a wasted talent, isn't he, Sorb? No,
11: he's not a wasted talent. He's a goose. <laughs> well, that too, yeah.
5: <laughs> hey, Zorb, happy birthday, mate. Enjoy the day with family and then get ready for Wednesday night, mate. Thanks, King. Good morning, boys. Have a good day. There's Peter Peters. His birthday day, 77, the great man. Dino? I met
6: Zorb on work experience, believe it or not. He took you under I was 16 away. years old and he invited me into the old big league offices with Bill Morty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down there in Buckingham Street, Surrey Hills. And we've actually, as much as that was a work experience senior journo, you know, relationship we became friends, and over yeah. years we became very good friends. And ten years it's known, be forty years ago.
5: Ten years known Zorb almost. almost I probably shouldn't say it she'd get upset. <laughs> almost as long as you, because she used to work on Zorb and Holly's show many, many years yes. ago, and I uh, went to a lot of footy games with him when they called the games and stuff. And he used
6: to pick me up, Zorb, and I used to mm. stand in the back of the uh, radio box when they were calling games. And To me, that was a massive oh, thrill yeah. for a kid because yeah. they were the number one duo back then. They were
5: huge, yeah, and he's still huge. A great man, absolutely. Really enjoy always talking at Tuesor. We'll take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
2: Hunters post mortem with Dave Stanley. The Everest and some movement possibly happening there. Ray
5: Thomas. Looks like Lost and Running will be the next horse into the field. I understand our negotiations are at an advanced stage. Michael Maxworthy. Nature Strips rising eight and, and Eduardo's rising nine. We are on the cusp, aren't we, of some of
2: these new horses coming through?
0: Hunters post mortem, winter edition.
2: Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Now this is value. Keen Racing fans, you can now purchase a General Admission Winter Season Pass for all race days held at Royal Ramwick and Rosehill Gardens from Saturday 28th of May until Saturday 10th of September. The best part? It's only $79. This includes entry to key group race days such as Wink Stakes Day, Chelmsford Stakes Day and Run to the Rose Day. Race away those winter blues and book your winter season pass now at theraces.com.au.
12: And Time to Rain, the half to Shewell Rain is going to win on debut. Time to Rain won it easily from Bivouac. Standing at Kingstar Farm, Time to Rain, a silver slipper winner
2: with a golden slipper pedigree.
12: Time to Rain bounces back today, Time to Rain by two and a half to Tassort.
2: One of the top time form two-year-olds of his year, defeated Yes, 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 Cosmic Force, Tassort and Bivouac.
12: Wow, well, Time to Rain is back in a big way.
2: Time to Rain, inspect today contact Connor or Adam at kingstarfarm.com.au
9: Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Brandwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $1.3 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko tickets on sale now.
0: Entry open in New South Wales residence only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorized under New South Wales permit number GOCSC 1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1 800 858
14: 858.
19: And again,
14: but so there she is, yeah, a new
19: one, name, a
14: new champion. Sixty two, sixty two. Oh, what a turnaround in this final! No dream realized for Aung-Jabar. And for all those who follow her, but Elena Rebaikina, She's done it the hard way, coming from behind.
4: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
5: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. That was, now I'll get this right, Dino, I'll go on that English commentator's pronunciation, Elena Rebaikina as he pronounced it, has beaten Ons Jabir 3-6, 6-2, 6-2 to claim the women's final. Of course, Novak Djokovic, the number one seed, is taking on Australia's Nick Kyrgios in the men's final tonight. That inspired our talk topic, Dino, about sporting personalities That are a pure box office. Whether you love them or hate them, you have to watch them. And Nick Kyrgios has certainly inspired a lot of reaction. This is Andy from Singleton. Dino, Kyrgios is a sport brat, an embarrassment to Australia. I can't believe I'm cheering for the flog on the other side (laughs) of the net. (laughs) And of course, he's Djokovic. Tough stuff. SMS is there, Dino.
6: Yeah, a Bulldog and Ray, if you don't like Nick, how about everyone else's mate? Virat Kohli. What a charming fellow he is. <laughs> no name on that. Uh, Rooster Bob says, not a Kyrgios fam, but hope he wins because Djokovic is a bigger jerk <laughs> and had to buy the most feared income people. So another one here, Ray. Mm. Quite simple. Yep. Short and sweet. Kyrgios is the biggest knob of Australia. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no name on that one.
5: This is from the straw from Glen Innes. Andre the Giant. It's a talk topic like you would ever look him in the eyes and say wrestling is fake. You couldn't do that to the big man. <laughs> Plenty of calls want to have their say too. Dino, Sam is on the line. Sam, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Sam. What do you got
20: good. for us, mate? Mate, I'm packing up my bag now to move to, to move because I'm not going for curios. There's not a chance in hell. I cannot stand the man. Yep. Especially that last antics spitting towards the crowd. That was it for me. It was you, vile, you're, you're in it, Dino's Sam? camp,
5: absolutely Sam. Absolutely
20: vile. Absolutely. Absolutely. As I'm rid of uh, calendar said, too, if you don't want to go for him, pack your bags. I'm, I'm packing. <laughs> You're heading off. Oh.
5: you imagine
6: rugby league, Sam, just hypothetically, if there's a comparison, imagine if a player came off the field after a game and spat at a fan. He would be oh. hauled in for contrary conduct and kicked out of the game for six weeks, mm. as he should.
20: He should have been suspended. I can't believe he was allowed to continue on. I, I don't get it, especially with the COVID going on. Um, it yeah. doesn't make sense.
5: No, Sam. Not going to argue with you. Um, at at that basketball game that Tanya and I went to, the charity game that um, Ben Fordham organised um, at the Kings Clash door this year, Kyrios was a star attraction. And I've got to say, post that that game, prior to the Kings game, uh, not defending him. I'm just stating a fact. He lined up and he signed hundreds and hundreds of autographs for the kids. They absolutely love him, Dino.
6: That's what I'm saying, right? He does good things. You warm to him, mm. and then boom, he, just pulls, again, yeah. he pulls you back again. Exactly. In the yeah. end, you, you get tired of being pulled back. And you know what? You're barred. Yep. No more.
5: That's, Not going that, back again. That's fair enough. Gary's on the line. Gary, good morning.
15: Good morning, Ray and Dan. I just, I'd just like to speak about Bellamy. Just mm-hmm. In 2016, they played Canola in the grand final, and they were dominating for a decade. And in that 16, they were never really in the game. And Phil Gould said late in the game, he looked to the right, they would have won unmarked uh, player. But Bellamy, to his credit, and i was very impressed. I don't think any other football coach would have ended up doing this. He changed the system. He realised he was never in that game. So what he did, he brought speed on the wing and played more ball movement in his half. So I've got to give him a wrap. But I think he stayed a year too long with Melbourne. I just want to go to the Manly game and the Cronulla game. For some reason, there's a problem. And if you look at the Cronulla side, the Cronulla game and the Melbourne side, that's a very, very good side. Mm. And they did not, they did not play to the standard. And no matter what Bellamy says to the players, they've heard it all before. My my opinion is, my opinion is only the players can change that, not Bellamy. They've heard it all before from Bellamy. I think he, he's been there a year too long. Not, as good as he is, he's been. Sometimes you just you, know, you wear out your welcome, and I think he's, he's been there a year too long. That's my read on Bellamy. And I'm not quite sure how they get out of it, Melbourne. I yeah, really don't know.
5: It's fair enough, Gary. It's a good point. They've come back to the field a bit, Dino, haven't they? They certainly
6: have. But, gee, I think Gary's a bit hard. Riding Bellamy off after two losses. He can turn this around, Kenny. This surround, is a bike who's got a win percentage of nearly 70%. Wow. Absolutely yeah. extraordinary. Can he turn this
5: around, Dino? Uh, Well, if
6: anyone can, Craig yeah. Bellamy can. He's got a lot of injuries, right? And a lot of yeah. players unavailable. So, look, if they get back to form and get back healthy... They can give it a rattle. And There's no still doubt top about four, it. Mm. So
5: that, that's where you want to be. Come, I just worry the finals, though. If, yeah. if they're
6: not there, Ray, does it give Penrith just an armchair ride? I, I don't know who else is going to come from the field to challenge the Panthers if it isn't the Storm. But let's not write off a, well, a legendary talking, we're coach. We were talking
5: about the Cowboys last week. They had a decent they're football a team. team. Absolutely decent football. Adrian's on the line. Adrian, good morning.
7: Yeah, great guys, just two quick things before we talk about Origin. Uh, first of all, Latrell, at his peak, he's the best footballer in the game. I'm yeah. a South supporter. I am don't support New South Wales. I'd rather uh, the troll on one leg is better than Stephen Crichton. So I'm glad he's not there tomorrow, even though New, on Wednesday, even though New South Wales you know, more than likely going to win. And David Clement with his crazy eyes, that was pathetic. I mean, for Noah uh, Blake cleaned up Clement a few years ago, and I reckon Colin Maitland would have done the same thing. that was pathetic on Clement's part. Just on Queensland um, uh, <coughs> bulldog, seriously, they've got massive problems in the centres, mate. I mean. <coughs> What the, you're like, yeah, Valentine Holmes and Gagai are basically wingers. There are no centres in Queensland. There are none there now. There are none coming through. And next, next year, it's just looks horrendous. In Queensland, this is their last chance. You gave me the best genuine Queensland centre
6: bulldog. Well, Gagai was very lucky to hold his place, Adrian, to be fair. I think he was just about on the nose. He missed, I think I read, eight tackles in mm. game two. So he was <laughs> just about gone. But there's just, as you say, quite rightly... The depth in that position is uh, is zero at the Nothing.
7: moment. You know, I mean, I think... Um, you you, pick, you tell me, give me a genuine centre because they're not... homes and uh, they are manufactured him and Gagai. Mm. I can, all I can come up with is Tom, Tom, Hoppercheck.
6: Yeah, well, clearly that's not yeah. going to happen, is it? No. So, but
7: you know what I mean, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. What's going on with their centres? I mean, they're in huge trouble, Queensland. They've got terrific wingers. But even Tonga, there's probably six or seven... Uh, all from New South Wales that are all better than Ponga, so I don't know what Queensland's going to go. They're in
5: massive trouble next year. They've got nothing coming through. Yeah. Well, and we, we say Ponga, that a lot. I'm a Ponga fan, though, Dino. Yes, yeah, so am I. And, and I respect Adrian's opinion, but Ponga's got that X factor about him. He does. Though, so. He's got
6: beautiful footwork. He's got speed. He's got power. Mm. He's got it all, Ray. But look, I can't agree with Adrian. I've done it before, Ray. I've written Queensland off, saying mm. you know the
5: end of the year, bounce but back. They bounce back every year. Yeah. We know that. Hey, Dino. Um, this is from Chris. Lads, I'm listening in London. On the app, I've travelled to the UK just to watch Nick Kyrgios's matches at Wimbledon. For all the bad things he does, he is actually a good guy, and no one ever mentions his charity work. And he always gives his time to kids at sporting. That's what I was talking about at the basketball, Dino. He has not refused a a photo or autograph here in London. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Good on you, Chris, for one for listening and two for just putting a different perspective on the debate. Everyone's got an opinion, Dino.
6: And here's the opposite. Rob texts in, Ray. Thanks Mm -hmm. for the show. Guys, Kyrgios is a total embarrassment to Australia. I will not watch the
5: match. Mm. So he's there a, you go. And he says he's annexed for former of cheating. Actually, Pat Cash came out and said something very similar during the week. that um, He's a bigger cheat than, say, a, a McEnroe was. It's all opinion. Everyone's got one. Absolutely. Listen to Dino and Ray on Big Sports Breakfast weekend. But... Did we get a reply from Wayne? Is it 14.8? That's 14.8, right? Okay, 14.8 League Super Quiz. And Peter Steve's given the thumbs up. So call now on 13 53 53. That's 13 53 53 to be part of the League Super Quiz. Kristen
0: Buchanan.
16: My dad worked for Qantas. My parents weren't horsey at all in any way, shape or form, but we had a basing in London when I was young. All the kids over there used to go riding, and so my parents thought it would be a great idea and probably didn't realise what they were starting. I had my first riding lesson on a pony when I was four. I never stopped harassing them until the time I got my first pony when
2: I was nine years old.
21: 11am
2: Monday on Racing HQ.
21: Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a color selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes are returned in 48 business hours. Just upload your plans or tell them what you need. Easy, there's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website, www.wideline.com.au.
0: Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised
13: by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne.
4: Finance your new Navara with Nissan Future Value, low monthly repayments available and a guaranteed future value so you can upgrade more often. Visit your Nissan dealer today. Approved private Navy and applicants only. T's and C's apply.
1: Mum, when you buy a washer or dryer at Bingley, you're not just getting a washer or dryer. I'm not. No, you're getting a toaster or an iron or even some headphones. I am. Buy a selected washer or dryer at Bingley and get a bonus Bingley gift card up to $200. You could use it for something else you need. Why didn't you say that? I did, in my own way. <sighs> I need some headphones right now. Get a bonus gift card on selected washers and dryers. Ping
17: Li better leaving every day.
5: The Wallabies singing the national anthem in the, the native tongue um, up there at Suncorp last night. It was quite inspiring. Yeah, Dana. nice touch, yeah, wasn't it? Beautiful. R- really good. Producer Steve is in studio, Dino, for the coin toss. Steve, I'll go heads, please, sir. Raymond, it tails. Is. What do you want to do, Ray? I might come from, I, I might start second.
6: Second? Yeah. Okay, that would be player one. You can go first And drop, First drop, me.
5: Yeah, Billy, that'll be
6: you. No, John, you're John, player one. Apologies. John, John, John are yeah. you there? Yeah, man.
5: Really good, We've already starting off on the back foot here, John. So, down. John, you know
6: that this quiz is mired in controversy almost <laughs> weekly. So, let's keep it nice and clean today. No cheating, please.
5: <laughs> you can't say that to a contestant. He's a guest on the show. If you only cheat if you have to, John. Anyway, let's get on with it.
6: Player number one is you, John. Question number one Who is the major sponsor of the New South Wales Blues? No, it's actually Bryden's lawyers. Oh, yeah. Bryden's are on the front of the yeah. jumper. None from one, John. That's okay. We can bounce back with question two, which is, which current NRL player has scored the most State of Origin tries? Is it A, Josh Odo B, Dane Gagai, C, Tom Trebojevic?
5: Uh, Dane Gagai.
6: Correct. Well done. Yeah. Well, I would done. Have set
5: out okay. yeah, well done, John. He's on the board. Yeah, no, Gagai
6: mm. has been a great origin player mm. for many years. Mm. John, question three. Where is Nathan Cleary on the ladder for most points scored in state of origin history? Is it A, 5th, B, 8th, or C, 10th? I want to go fifth. Fifth, correct. And he's 24 years old. And he's 24. Yeah. So you'd think if he continues at this rate, he will be number one. John, well done. Two from three.
5: Yeah, uh, Billy, on the line. Billy, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you feeling, Bill? We need two to tie, three to win. Well,
6: the pressure's on. Yeah, okay. There we go. All
5: right. Best of luck. Billy. Don't choke, Billy. <laughs> Dino's always in the background, a little stirring away there, Billy. Don't listen to him. Question number one. How many state-of-origin matches, Bill, have been held in South Australia? One, Solid start from Billy Here we go, question number two This is to tie it up, Bill It's a multiple choice Which New South Wales Blues player Has scored the most points In State of Origin history? A. Michael O'Connor B. Andrew Johns C. Ryan Girdler
6: Say Girds, yeah, oh, I say Gerd's Ryan Gerdler. Yeah, I've got Gerd's he too.
5: He's got Gerd's too. He got thirty-two. He got
6: thirty-two in one game in yeah. the two thousand series. Yeah, we won fifty-six to sixteen.
5: It was Michael O'Connor, Billy, and I can still remember him kicking that sideline goal at in the rain. The old SFS Stadium. Remember that in the oh, poor, man, like 91. as well. Great player, Michael O'Connor. Hey, Billy, we need this one question number three, multiple choice. Which company is not on the back of the two thousand and twenty-two Queensland jersey? A is it Shell. B, McDonald's. C, the star. Um,
7: I'll say
14: McDonald's.
5: Well done. Yeah, McDonald's are actually on their shorts. We've tied it up, Billy. Good on you, mate. Now we go into the tiebreaker. Billy, the question is how many points have the Newtown Jets scored in New South Wales Rugby League Grand Finals? And, Billy, the answer is between 100 and 200 points.
6: Uh, I'll say 125. Okay,
5: starting on the line. Billy, over to you, Dino.
6: John, we're into a tiebreaker here. Yep. And the question is, how many points have the Newtown Jets scored in New South Wales Rugby League Grand Finals? And the answer is between 100 and 200.
7: Uh, 141?
5: Oh, (laughs) Not quite. No, no, the answer is actually 111. Billy, you were closest, so congratulations. A $100 cash card, courtesy of Tab Billy, is coming out your way. So stay on the line, mate, and, and well done, Bill. Thanks, guys. Blues or or Queensland on Wednesday night, Bill. Oh please,
14: do you even have
6: to ask? I'm, uh, I'm 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 a Queenslander.
5: Oh okay, where where you from, Billy? Um, Toowoomba. Oh, nice part of the world too. Hand back your prize yeah. then. No, you can't say that. We've got plenty of listeners in Queensland. Don't listen to Dino, Billy. Hey, Good stay, on the, you, Billy. stay on the line and congratulations again. Thanks, guys. There you go, Dino, Fifteen eight. 8. away.
6: A text here from Jimmy Spirapolis of mine, Ray. Yeah. Good morning, both. Congratulations on your continued ratings rise. I hope Ray Hadley calls in this morning to say he's pleased for your upward trajectory. <laughs> Jimmy, good point. Ray, if you're listening, call
5: in. I think Ray's on holidays, isn't he? I think he? he might be. Yeah, he might be up on, on the gold case. Oh, he be somewhere exotic. Yeah, well, what do you do? anyway? Spending those hey, bags nope. of gold that he earns every enough. Good luck to him. Coming up next, we need to get today's life lesson from Jared Daffy.
1: And now, Jerry Daffy's life, life lesson.
5: Hey, Jerry, good morning, and what is today's life lesson? Good morning,
13: lads. Well, I've often wondered about this. If a boy named after his father is junior, what do you call a girl named after her mother?
7: Hmm.
13: Junior. Well, well
6: I've f- never heard that. Yeah. Well, it's not gender-based, that word, is it?
7: That's
6: a good point. Well, I Bet you're why. right, I haven't heard it before.
5: Yeah, I've never no. heard have... Has there ever been no, one, Yeah, I've conundrum. never
6: heard of one, yeah. Very it's good, Gerard. You like to get our brains moving in here, don't
13: just, you? It's got us thinking Just, um, Just on the quiz, uh, mm. this is sort of getting embarrassing now, isn't it? F-
6: well, 15, 15 You didn't say that last year when I was ahead by the same amount. <laughs> you, I don't remember what happened uh, last year. But, uh, <laughs> convenient.
13: You, you know, they changed the rules of um, of snooker when Walter Lindgren nominated. <laughs> I think we're getting to that stage, Ray. <laughs>
5: You think? I mean, I I'll panic under pressure. I'll, I'll go to pieces in the next couple of months. We're
6: probably. on air till mid December. It's only early <laughs> he'll July. He'll keep chipping
5: away, Jared, and he'll keep, he'll keep normal. And I'll And If I have to, you know what I'll do. <laughs> you know what I'll do, Jared, if I have to. Yeah, you'll to. cheat. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It'll be so funny. Hey, Jared Munster out. That really has opened up this state of origin betting. It's been a long time since the two teams have been so far apart.
13: Well, particularly in a the decider, mm. uh, they were two twenty five this is Queensland I'm talking about around about this time last week two twenty 220 or two twenty five well all of a sudden now they find themselves at three dollars thirty five New South Wales at dollar thirty three and even that line now we did put it up eight and a half yesterday when the Munster news was out or, or Friday night whenever it was and it's now nine and a half so it's it's inconceivable that it can get to double figures but it is heading in that direction and Queensland pretty much friendless now. Mm. NRL, Jared. Uh, today's match is quite fascinating. Obviously, Brisbane have got a lot of outs. Um, and again, when the markets went up last Sunday night, they were a dollar fifty. They're out to a dollar sixty-seven now. Uh, St George Illawarra two dollars twenty in a line of two and a half points there. But at this stage, uh, a lot more interest in the Dragons than what there has been for Queens uh, for Brisbane. So we'll see what happens with that later in the day. We've got next week's matches up. Uh, An interesting one to kick proceedings off on Friday night. Cowboys $1.52, Cronulla at $2.55. Good game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, well, speaking of the Gold Coast, they're in the headlines for all of the wrong reasons at the moment. And they take on the Broncos Saturday night at Metricon not Metricon, Seabus um, Stadium, and the Gold Coast are big outsiders there at $3 and the Broncos dollar $1.40. So we've got all of those matches up for next week.
6: i just tuned into Facebook, and there's a bloke that looks just like you who claims he was at Twin Towns last night watching hmm. Human Nature. Yes, this is I'm correct. A hu- I'm a human nature fan. Right. I'll tell you what, okay.
13: for those who haven't seen it, they were very, very good. Right. Hey, did you but go the dance was... or not? Police. I've (laughs) got a bung knee. Actually, it was my bride's (laughs) birthday, so uh, wonderful treat for her. I took her down there. Happy birthday,
5: Mrs. Daffy. Hmm. We we saw him in Nature 10 and I in Las Vegas, Jared. They were fantastic.
13: I always had an aim to go there. When I turned sixty, which is five years ago, uh, but I never made it. But uh, I know plenty of people who saw them over there, and it was quite interesting watching their show last night. And they went through their whole story. Uh, they were on the strip there in yeah. Vegas for thirteen years.
5: Yeah. yeah, they've quit now, haven't they? Is that right? Or yeah, they have. Yeah.
13: Yeah. they've been back here for well for twelve months. You had I think.
5: to book ahead because you could never get a seat. In the thing they all no. were booked
6: out. No, but been a terrific story. Mm. I hope Linda had a lovely day, Jared. AFL mm. betting markets and flag betting. Well. We've
13: got Brisbane, Essendon today. Brisbane a dollar thirty-two, dollars 40 a line of 21.5 points. And once again, Brisbane have got several key outs and there's been good money for Essendon. $5 they were at one stage and $33. Uh, Hawthorne one fifty eight, Adelaide two forty. that line 8 And to finish off the round, we've got West Coast at three twenty, Carlton a dollar thirty-six, and $18.5 points. And just on the Titans, the... The Gold Coast Suns, massive win last night coming from behind. They've signed Stuart Dew for the for the, uh, for the next two years. Mm. And got asked yeah, the question yeah. this week, what's it meant on the Gold Coast? So you just drive around and you see little kids out and about now this year on uh, on the streets, etc., in Gold Coast Suns jerseys, kicking footballs and that. So they're making some pretty serious inroads okay. into rugby league here, the Suns, it's to win the premiership. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Melbourne, another loss. Are they gone temporarily or not? I don't know, but they're out to three dollars. Geelong smashed them the other night. They're into four dollars now. Brisbane at eight, Fremantle nine, Richmond and Carlton thirteen. The Swans there at seventeen. And Collingwood, well, they used all of their get-out-of-jail cards uh, for yesterday. They're at $21.
5: Yeah, no, they just got out of jail. They did win, and uh, that was a great win by the Suns over the Tigers. Hey, um, Jared, I don't know which side of the fence you're on with this debate. Nick Kyrgios tonight taking on Djokovic at Wimbledon, but at least we'll ask you what the odds are. And also the cricket. This is an interesting test. I reckon I told Dino this morning I thought Australia were maybe 50 runs shy in the first innings.
13: I think you're right. It's it's gonna be an interesting three days coming up mm. because all three options well and truly in the mix now. Sri Lanka at three twenty. Uh we've have a draw there at two dollars ninety and Australia at two dollars thirty. So that's changed a lot uh, since this time yesterday. So that gets underway at two thirty today. Djokovic, uh oh, 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 who, are you, che- a, who are you cheering for? No, I'm a curious man yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I think I think the public have sort of warmed to him and it's probably on the back of Sid's Doing, doing him a favour. You should read our text line. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I can, I can only imagine. Anyway, he's $4 tonight. Djokovic is $1.25. There's one tab customer uh, that bet in March, $500 at $51. So he's on Djokovic, uh, Kyrgios, to win 25000 So he's got wow, a bit yeah. of wiggle room there. The set's betting. Djokovic is the favourite to win in straight. Uh, three set uh, Three sets to love. That's $2.40. Three one is three sixty. Three two at five dollars. Kyrios to win in straight is the twelve dollar outsider. Three one at eight fifty and three two at seven fifty. Mm, interesting. You wouldn't know what's going to happen tonight. No, it could yeah. be anything.
5: If he's on Kyrgios, as we know, can, he can beat win anybody in the world. Yeah, but the other fighting. thing
13: too is Djokovic. At various stages of this tournament, has struggled. Yeah, he you know, was it, down it, two it,
5: sets to love there a couple of rounds ago. Yeah, so. against uh, the uh, the mm. Italian. I think and his yeah, it
13: is uh, Sinner. So he's, he he. He can be beaten. Mm. Uh, it just depends which Nick Kyrgios walks out onto the court. 100%.
5: And just finally, Jared, the countdown to Birmingham and the Commonwealth Games is on.
13: We're not far away, are we, Ray? Now, we've got a lot of markets open. Um, a couple of middle markets will, will as you would expect, Australia a twenty-five to win most gold there. But uh, we've got the uh, the rugby sevens, men's and women's, the netball up. Uh, Squash, men's and women's gold, and also the women's cricket. I know the women's cricket, the Aussies are $1.70 there in the sevens. uh, We're $5 pops, Fiji. uh, The men's, sorry, men's uh, Fiji. Favourites are $2.50 and New Zealand at $3.50. And looking forward to to the women's, I know a couple of the young ladies in the Australian side there and their second picks to win gold. New Zealand favourites at one hundred and fifty. Australia two hundred and seventy-five. Fiji at six dollars. So there is a handful of uh, Commonwealth Games markets open, Ray, and obviously a lot more to come in the next two weeks before we get things underway.
6: In regards to your life lesson, Jared, no name on this text message, which is a shame because it's a good one. Well oh, that's always a worry when there <laughs> <no> is no name. <laughs> Morning, boys. Wouldn't the answer to the life lesson be like Queen Elizabeth II? Very good point. Ah. So maybe there are.
5: Yeah. Janie's Smith the second or something.
6: The second, yeah. Correct. But but Queen Elizabeth
13: II. second, that's the only time outside of America that you hear seconds and thirds used. Correct. Correct. That's yeah. true. That's more sort of an American thing.
5: So you got us thinking again, Jerry. Yeah, well, that's the plan. <laughs> hey, Jerry. We'll, uh, we'll do it all again next week. We well, certainly Hopefully. will. Hopefully. Mate, enjoy today's game. Go the Blue Boys. and you. Outstanding. outstanding.
8: Human nature.
5: nature. Human nature. Yeah. Yeah. A little fade out for Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> we, we saw him in Vegas. They were really good, Dino. They had the crowd up and they're dancing and bobbing away. Just before we get crowd? to Mossy, mm-hmm.
6: are you ready, Ray?
5: Yeah. You're sitting
6: down. Just on the quiz tiebreaker question how many points have Newtown Jets scored in grand finals? It is actually 11 points only scored in the 81 grand final. Prior to that grand final, they were known as the Newtown Blue Bags, not the Jets. The Blue Bags scored 100. The Jets eleven. Gee, Jets!
11: Yeah.
5: You cannot be serious. Well, Correct. I can. Still new I can be serious, Mister Mackintosh. and either way, my man was closer to uh, the. Okay. So I think it's a okay. controversy. Follows his quiz. Producer Steve is it thumbs up or thumbs down? No, uh, thumbs up from Producer uh, Steve. There you go. <laughs> We're through less. to the keeper. Phil Moss is on the line. Mossy, good morning. There's one thing certain in, or well, th- three things certain in life: death, taxes, and controversy in our sports quiz each and every week. Mossy, good morning.
22: And the other there's sports certainty. Yeah. Wherever you're sitting next to bulldog, there'll also be controversy. <laughs> exactly, <yeah.
5: laughs> it's so true. Uh, don't
22: be
6: unkind, Mossy.
22: Uh, that's just talking the truth, bulldog.
6: What's that's happening cool. in the A League, Mossy? Macarthur closing in on name. Cesc- big name. Fabregas. That's right. Is not it? Wow, yeah. that's huge.
22: Mm. Seth Cesc- Fabregas. Wouldn't that be uh, outstanding? There's there's just one rider, and I don't want to be the uh, the provider of doom and gloom here because I'd love to see Seth Cesc- Cesc- Fabregas in the A League, but he did only play. Um, 36 minutes uh, of last season uh, at Monaco uh, because of injury but he's 35 and uh, look the, the, the uh, miles he's got in his legs from a wonderful career um, you know it would take too long to rattle it all off but let's just start with his time. Arsenal, Barcelona Chelsea,
20: 110
22: mm. caps for Spain. He's won a World Cup, he's won two Euros, he's won the Europa League a couple of times so look I've got no doubt that you know, Dwight York and the, the medical staff at MacArthur um, would do their due diligence on his fitness and all the screening. Um, should he pass that and uh, and sign the deal, I think that would be a wonderful signing for the A-League. It's, uh, we spoke last week briefly about the, the pulling power of a Dwight York, even though he's uh, very um, inexperienced as a manager, and this is his first sort of uh, test, but um, what he produced in uh, eight days with the All-Stars um, when we saw them in action... Uh, last month was uh, quite phenomenal, and um, and I've got no doubt that he'll make a success of his management career. But starting with a signing like that would be a real boon for uh, football in
6: this country. What would it cost, Mossy? What would it take to get him out here in terms of dollars?
22: Well, if, if you look at Adele Piero when he was at Sydney FC, that was in the vicinity, in the vicinity of between two and three million a year. Um, you know, with with the add-ons and the the the, um, the endorsements and, and things like that, away from just you know, running money. onto the park every weekend. So yeah, there's a lot of money, but um, the APL have got uh, a good war chest, and they've uh, they've committed to uh, spending a part of that on uh, Mark B signings. So there'll be uh, there'll be help from from the central body as well that runs the A League. So uh, yeah, watch his space, but uh, it's exciting times because he's not the only one that uh, they're talking about. Obviously, Brisbane Roar have already got Charlie Austin. He arrived in the country uh, the week just gone by. He um, will be best known for uh, his time at uh, Queen's Park Rangers and and Southampton in the Premier League. Um, He scored the winner against Manchester United in 2016 for Southampton, got called up to the England squad but didn't uh, get any official caps. Um, But he's certainly a character who will... um, He'll probably hit the social pages not uh, as well as the uh, the football pages for the right reasons. Yeah. But um, you know he's certainly a character as well.
5: Now, great news to get those sort of marquee signings. Hopefully to the A League. Before we talk about the Socceroos, Mossy, plenty of news coming up for Friday night's showdown between Melbourne Victory and Manchester United at the MCG. What sort of crowd will they get? Mossy? Well,
22: you'd like to think, based on last time it was Liverpool Melbourne victory. It was, uh, gee, I think, it was
5: ninety ninety five
22: thousand yeah. there. It um,
5: was close to a sellout, in, wasn't it? Yeah,
22: uh, our Liverpool anthem, Ray, which was uh, a spine tingling uh, experience, uh, even in the lounge room at home with the TV turned up full ball. But um, yeah, this uh, look, I, I, I don't see any reason. Manchester United, Liverpool. I mean, I know United haven't uh, haven't been great in recent years, but they've, they've still got a worldwide following that. Uh, that is quite remarkable. So I would imagine the MCG will be packed out. There's big news ahead of that from a Melbourne Victory perspective because they are uh, in advanced negotiations with Nani, uh, the, the former Manchester United um, uh, player who, um, Portuguese international, 147 appearances for Manchester United. There's talk he may sign and it before and play a role in this game on Friday night, uh, which I think would be a great subplot to... Um, what is one of those uh, pre-season friendlies that uh, garners a lot of interest.
5: Exactly, yeah. Uh, Mossy, please stay in line. Just for our Brisbane listeners, they're about to go to pass the post. So thanks for joining us. Of course, we've got Andrew Eddingshausen coming on as our guest after 9 o'clock news. You can listen to that on the app. And, of course, ET was involved in that one of Queens, and one of New South Wales, only two wins in Brisbane in an Origin Decider back in 1994.
22: Mossy, Arnie's kicked off Bulldog? World Bulldog. Cup. Bulldog. It's, lucky, it's lucky I've got thick skin, isn't it? And I, and I was a coach, because otherwise I'd get a complex about our Brisbane listeners always bailing out halfway
5: through my segment. Hey, Mossy, you're so popular. Hey, switch straight to the app, my friend. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs>
22: Sorry, Bulldog, I interrupted Nah, Mossy, I was just saying, Arnie
6: kicked off World Cup mind games.
22: Yeah, he has. He's uh, he's gone public during the weekend. And and rightly so, to get into his players' heads about, you know, this World Cup in Qatar will almost feel like uh, a home tournament for us, given that we played four of our World Cup qualifiers in Qatar. We won all four of them. um, And obviously, we only played four out of the 20 qualifiers to get to this World Cup on Australian soil because of COVID, uh, etc., etc. But rightly so, he's he's pulling that lever with the players mentally because uh, they're so... Um, Ofei okay with the conditions over there, and uh, were very comfortable. They 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 built a fantastic um, bond, I guess, uh, with not just the players but the families as well. With the amount of time they spent in Qatar, so why wouldn't you uh, mm. pull that lever? And uh, I, I think it's a really smart move this far out because. Looking ahead to that World Cup, the, the, the players will know exactly what to expect of the conditions and um, and the surroundings.
5: Yeah, exactly. Just on the Socceroos, um, a series against New Zealand has been announced in September and a double-barrelled question, Mossy. There's some suggestion Australia could bid for the Asian Cup down the track?
3: Yeah, that's right, Ray.
22: Um, so first of all, that series against New Zealand, mm. great to see them. Uh, I think we're both celebrating uh, 100 years of um, national team Football, and uh, so that'll be marked with that game in Brisbane and then another one in New Zealand um, in late September, uh, three days apart. So, no doubt Arnie will um, play around with the the, the 11s that take on those, uh, take the the field for those two games just to see who's really in the right space to to play a World Cup. Um, But this, this Asian Cup bid, James Johnson has said that if the AFC, the Asian Football Confederation, is prepared to push the Asian Cup back. Uh, because of COVID, et cetera, et cetera, to January 2024, then we would seriously consider bidding for it. Now, China wow. had it. Wow. And yeah. they've uh, they've pulled out now because uh, of, obviously, COVID, etc. Um So we're prepared to put our hand up. So can you imagine hosting the Women's World Cup next mm. year and then the Asian Cup again, as we did in 2014 or 16, yeah. um, when Ange won it, um, that would be remarkable for for the game in this country.
5: And a couple of marquee signings, hopefully the A-League, and suddenly football has got some real momentum. Hey, Mossy, before we let you go, you might be able to put some context in this text we've got from Shippo. Morning, gents. I'd just like to give a word of well done to my old soccer club, the West Walls End Bluebells, who finally got to celebrate their 130th anniversary last Friday, albeit a year late due to COVID. Uh, They are one of Northern Football's foundation clubs, and Mossy, they hold the record in Australia for producing the most socceroos.
22: Yeah, no, no surprise there and congratulations to everyone at Westwall's Inn. But, uh, that's a rich, rich nursery uh, of football players and coaches and administrators through the years and uh, you know, comes from the, the Newcastle region and um, we all know what Newcastle's done for football over the years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to everyone involved with that club. Fantastic.
5: Hey, Mossy, as always, really appreciate your thoughts on a Sunday morning. Plenty to talk about, about the world of football next Sunday. Look forward to chatting then, Mossy.
22: Good on you guys. Thanks, Mossy.
5: There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Here's the news.
18: Hello, I'm Sarah Wombey. Millions more people will soon have access to life-saving oral treatments for COVID-19. Jacqueline Underwood has more.
4: Every person 70 years of age and older will be eligible for a script for the two antiviral pills currently available in Australia, even if they have no underlying health conditions. They will also be available to those over 50 with two or more risk factors and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples over the age of 30. It's hoped the increased access will help ease pressure on the health system as case numbers and hospitalisations climb.
18: An $18 billion compensation package is being made available to beekeepers in New South Wales as they battle a varroa mite outbreak. The Agriculture Minister wants eradication to be the primary goal with 36 infested hives across the state. Douglan Saunders says contact tracing processes are in place as the parasite continues to pose a significant threat.
22: We know it will be significant if varroa mite takes a hold. Over $70 million would be the impact economically on the industry, that's just on honey. When you take into account the pollination industry and, and all of the horticultural industries affected by that, the impact is even more significant.
18: Travellers returning home from Indonesia are being encouraged to throw out any shoes or clothing if they've been to or near a farm. Farmers hold major concerns for Australia's $80 billion a year livestock industry after the discovery of foot and mouth disease in Bali. Another code red for Victoria's ambulances earlier this morning. Just before two, Ambulance Victoria enacted a red escalation of its emergency response plan due to extreme demand within metropolitan Melbourne. Ambulance Victoria spokesperson Lindsay McKay.
19: This is the seventh red escalation we've had this year. Um, We do obviously have the escalation procedures to manage it and we know that the health system as a whole across Australia is impacted by the ongoing effects of COVID. And I don't want to say it's the new normal because we don't want this to be normalised because it isn't normal. It's just what we're having to manage in the moment in time due to the current environment.
18: A lawsuit between the owners of Dreamworld and the engineers who certified the Thunder River Rapids ride has been dropped. Four people died when the ride malfunctioned in October 2016. Also in news, the Opera House will be lit up in red and White, in a tribute to former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe who was assassinated while giving a campaign speech. Flags will also fly at half mast around Australia on the day of Mr Abe's funeral on Tuesday. Northern Territory Police Officer Zachary Rolfe will be back at work in just over a week after being cleared by an internal investigation following his acquittal over the shooting of Kwanjai Walker. And there are calls to improve the mental health. Support For those with diabetes. National Diabetes Week this year has the theme Heads Up on Diabetes. Diabetic Ashley Davidson has lived with chronic conditions for the past five years and says more needs to be done.
9: Definitely impacts your mental health greatly. It's this inescapable thing that's always there and you can never fully switch off from it, even if you get, you know, burnout. It's hundreds of decisions every day.
18: This is Air News. <laughs> Elena Rabakina has won the women's final at Wimbledon, beating Ons Jabir three six six two six two. 6 2 6 2 She thanked her parents for her win.
11: But, of course, first to my parents. Without them, I won't be here, for sure. (laughs)
18: Thank you so much everyone. Thank you. And Aussies Matt Ebden and Max Purcell have taken out the men's doubles final in a fifth set tiebreak. In the AFL, Port Adelaide has thumped GWS by 55 points. Fremantle stunned St Kilda with a 111 to 70 win. Collingwood have taken the win against North Melbourne 88 to 81 and the Suns have beaten the Tigers in a close contest 94 to 92. One game in the NRL the Eels beat the Tigers 20. Eight points to 20. Shane Van Gisbergen has overhauled Will Davison in a gripping Townsville 500 opener in the V8 supercars.
17: Leonie Kay reports. Van Gisbergen made up 17 seconds on Davison in the later stages of the race. It was Van Gisbergen's ninth win in Townsville, tenth of the season and 64th of his career. Cam Waters came in third. With Anton De Pasquale sixth, Van Gisbergen opened up his series lead to 262 points. Race cars will return for race two today at 2.45 this
0: afternoon.
18: And the Wallabies have gone down to England 25 to 17 in the rugby. Australian Independent Radio News.
0: Now this
2: is value. Keen Racing fans, you can now purchase a general admission winter season pass for all race days held at Royal Randwick and Rosehill Gardens from Saturday 28th of May until Saturday 10th of September. The best part? It's only $79. This includes entry to key group race days such as Wink Stakes Day, Chelmsford Stakes Day and Run to the Rose Day. Race away those winter blues and book your winter season pass now at theraces.com.au.
12: Always thought owning a racehorse was too expensive? It doesn't have to be. Patriot Bloodstock offers racehorse shares for syndication at an affordable entry-level price point with fixed-price training fees. Our horses are country trained, and whether your horse wins at Wagga or Randwick, the thrill is the same. We've had great success sourcing quality horses that won't send you broke, and we love first-time owners. Check out what's available at www.patriotbloodstock.com.au. Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence number 33696.
19: On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. AMAR's mid-year clear-out is on now. Save on a range of stylish pieces with up to 40% off lounges, 30% off dining and 50% off bedroom. Hurry, offers end July 12. In Royal National Park, flooding on Orderly Weir between Orderly Road and Sir Bertram Stevens Drive as the road closed, heading in both directions. Windsor, flooding as Windsor Road closed, going both ways between Pitt Town Road and Macquarie Street. In Camaray, traffic lights are flashing yellow on Miller Street at Palmer Street. Make sure you take care there. Amazon Prime Day is coming and you can get the epic deals you've been dreaming of. Amazon Prime Day, July 12 and 13, included with your Prime membership, $6.99 per month. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio.
5: On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. And we'll start with Sydney, pouring rain at the moment, unfortunately, heading for a top of just 17 degrees, plenty of showers about. Melbourne, partly cloudy and 15. In Brisbane, mostly sunny and 20 degrees. Over in Perth, the showers are easing today, a top of 18. Adelaide, mostly sunny, 15 degrees. Cool day for Hobart, partly cloudy and 13. Up in Darwin, sunny and 29. And in the nation's capital, Canberra, cloudy and 13.
1: Katoa, he's gonna to tow it through, Ramian chasing, Rainey and wins the race! Oh, they are on fire! Oh, it's a a celebration to
2: suit the occasion. An Australian and an Australian again. Wimbledon men's doubles champions. Oh intercept! Cody rushing away up here!
3: and taking the win. We're going to Sydney
2: for the decider. Here comes Moses, Brooks has a swing and a miss and right Barney. He plants it down. There is a surprise attack from the Eels.
4: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
5: And welcome back for our final hour. Big final hour coming up. Very short, you'll be joined by Andrew Eddingshausen, one of the all-time greats of rugby league and a blues legend to talk about that big decider on Wednesday night. Tanya will be back in with her sports update. Phil Bards will join us later in this hour to talk all things NRL and Origin. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on the open line. 1353 53 SMS 419 Our talk topic has gone gangbusters today, hasn't it, Dino? A lot of people having their say about um, sporting personalities who are compelling to watch. Obviously, inspired by Nick Kyrgios going to the Wimbledon final tonight. Love him or hate him, I'll be watching. Watching Dino said you won't be in plenty of people in your corner.
6: Yeah, Chunky Tuna texts mm. in after Jared said that uh, the country's warming to him. Chunky Tuna says I can't wait to see that tool curios get smashed by the Joker. No, Jared, we're not warming to him. So <laughs> I think it's more. Against and Ray, but you know it's around the right. 50 50 mark.
5: Yeah, I think you're right. Hey, Dino, Wednesday night, how many origins you, you, you covered the very first one? 19, no, no, you didn't start uh, Ray, in 1980, you, on. you, you're my age. So w- w- when did you start? Uh, 1990 was my first. Okay, yeah, all right. So, well, in origin history now, since it started in 1980, and including your period at the Daily Telegraph, only twice have the Blues managed to go to Suncorp or the old Lang Park and win a decider to clinch the series. Once was in 2005 when you mentioned earlier Andrew Johns inspired New South Wales to victory. The other time was way back in 1994, which... Gives you some perspective about Wednesday night's clash, but the Blues did win that night, the third game at the old Lang Park. Just scrolling down on my text, 27-12 to clinch the series. They actually lost in Sydney in Game One. They won at the MCG, the Blues, before a massive crowd of 87,000 in Game Two, and then went to Brisbane to clinch the series, 27-12. It's only been only happened twice previously. Our next guest was part of that 1994 team, which won the State of Origin Series in Brisbane. Andrew, Eddie Thousands on the line. Andrew, good morning.
10: G'day, guys. How you doing?
5: Thanks so much for joining us. And we really wanted to get some perspective from someone who's been there and done that, Andrew. And, and you did in 1994, but you had to come from a long way behind because in that Sydney game way back at the start, the Blues led 12-4, game was virtually over 5 minutes to go i think people were starting to leave the ground but then came that queensland fight back including the mark coin miracle try so how did you regroup and start to and stay in the series going to melbourne firstly
10: yeah well it was um, you know you just had to look around the dressing room at all the all the players and we actually had an incredible team that year and so with a bit of a shock actually losing that game right mm. on the bell I think over my course of my, my games, I lost two on the bell and one two on the bell, so it sort of yeah. evens out. But they're always very tough affairs. And, uh, yeah, to lose that first one, we just had the game in the bag. Five minutes to go, it was virtually, you know, we were in sort of cruise mode, unfortunately. I think that's uh, that's what got the Queensland's going. And, um, you know, they were able to pull off a try. That Mark Coyne just mm. somehow got over in the corner and went right across one side, right across the other legendary try for the Maroons but uh, you know we were able to regroup pretty pretty strongly coming back into a, a a tough one because it was a Melbourne game and you got to go down to Victoria huge crowd it was uh, yeah I guess it was uh, in that situation everybody just um, you know played out of their skin to make sure that there was no way to the Maroons were going to beat this team.
5: Mm. Well, Dino, just quickly, in that first game, Queensland did win 16-12, down to the MCG and before over 87,000 people. The Blues 14-0 against Queensland. You were there in 1994 watching E.T. and the others try and win that origin decider.
6: Yeah, it was certainly a big night for the Blues. E.T., just take us inside um, mm. the dress room before the game. Well. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? You know that you've just got to the ground and they're ready to you know, roar and scream at you and, and, and bag you, and then you know you're going to run out to a similar torrent of abuse. Do you embrace it? Do you love it? Does it frighten you? Take us inside the dressing mm. room, if you would.
10: Yeah, well, I guess each player um, prepares differently for games, but, uh, you know, I can always recall going on the bus and, you know, sort of, you know, you're in such a mindset that... Um, you say, whatever happens today, if you die today, it just, that, that doesn't matter. You know, this is the most important thing that you'll ever, you, you'll ever do. So that was, that's your sort of mindset. So you're almost running through brick walls before you even get off the bus and then nothing changes. And the, and the fact that you, you know, you're in such a, a, an elite um, group of players, uh, you know, you just look around and you've got, uh, you know, in the backs, Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly was there, Brad Fittler, um, Brash was playing unreal footy mm. at fullback. Uh, Roddy Wishart was on the wing, um, and the forward pack with Big Glenn, Glenn Lazo and you know Benny Elias, Harrigan, all those guys. You know, just uh, uh, everywhere you looked, you saw a you know a guy that was definitely not going to let you down in this game. And um, yeah, so I felt pretty confident going into that second game, even though we were down and the pressure was on. The pressure's massive in state of origin. I think mm. you can obviously understand that. It's uh, um, you really do have the You feel like the whole state on your shoulders, you know, and uh, so you're doing it for everybody. And, um, yeah, you know, Phil Gould was a great coach through all that state of origin, um, all those pressure games, and uh, he was certainly able to get us up and and motivated for this big one.
5: Can you remember Gus's um, demeanour in the week leading up to that Lang Park decider? And, indeed, do you remember his final words, Andrew, before you ran out for that Game 3?
10: Yeah, well, I guess everything um, around state of origin is is, uh, is about emotion, and um, it's trying to rise, you know, raise these players up above the norm, and and be able to pull out performances that are that are sort of unbelievable at times. And um, you know, he was the best in the business at that. Phil Gould, he was able to sit the boys down and uh, you know, get everybody focused. I think that uh, that game in particular, there was a lot of talk about family and how much it meant for the family. Um, you know your family was there. You know taking you to all the games as a young kid, and and uh, you know how all your you know your brothers and sisters were virtually um, you know pushed aside for you to go through and uh, and and make it. So um, you know there's a there was a lot of that uh, family emotion build up before the game, and and obviously um, you know we thought we had a very strong team and shouldn't have lost that first game. So we were out to out for redemption
6: ourselves. Et, let's push forward. 28 years, Wednesday night. Who wins? Well, that would be New South Wales, I have no doubt in your mind. But why and where and how? Well, I
10: think like everybody else, everyone's shocked about uh, Cameron Munster mm. not being in the side. I mean, you know, that's a real disappointment for me because for you know, the way I look at State of origin, you want the best possible players on the field. You want the greatest game of all, all happening out there. Um, you know, this is uh, really... Shining um, up for one of those sort of clashes, you know, going up to Suncor, but hasn't been done too many times before. Where um, you know New South Wales have come through, so enormous amounts of pressure on the Blues boys. It sort of changes your sort of uh, perspective when you've got somebody as good as Cameron Munster out. You know, he's just a freak, and you know, I think he's uh, he's going to go down as one of the one of the greats as uh, as his career just keeps unfolding, but. Um, you know, I, I think they've still got enormous uh, firepower. Obviously, they'll probably move Benny Hunt um, into that half position, and um, oh, they'll work either way with Daly Cherry Evans. You know, they've they've still got a, a really tough team, and it showed through that first game. They they really played uh, some fantastic football under pressure, and and uh, to get that first win, so um, they're a very deserved team. There's, uh, there's certainly not a player out there who will run out for the, the Queensland side who won't be giving it their all, but I. I really think the Blues have, um, uh, you know, got it all to lose, I suppose, because they've got a really good side. I, I, I just love that Penrith connection. We've seen the mm. success they've had over the, the course of the, com- you know, last few years, and, um, you know, even to bring Matt Burton back in, you know, with all of his mates, basically. So, you know, there's a lot. Uh, you know, it was good to see Jake come back into the second row as well. I think those sort of things, you know, really, um, you know, bring the team together, and uh, you know, I think that. The fact that these guys um, have, have won together before, or I think it'll be, uh, be too much for Queensland up there.
5: A, a lot is made of when Queensland uh, uh, got their backs to the wall, and they certainly have this week, without Cameron Munster, arguably their best player. And often we've seen that Queensland bounce back factor. How do New South Wales prepare for that? How do they make sure they've got the right, right mindset, Andrew, so it doesn't happen?
10: Yeah, well, I, I guess, um, you know, it's a bit like, I suppose, going to war. You know, you've only got this this one shot. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that there won't be any um, complacency by the Blues. Um, you know, it's just such an important game for them. And even beyond the state of origin, I mean, we often look at the state of origin as the, you know, as the greatest game. But, um, you know, these guys got a World Cup at the end of the year. And so... Basically, this game will decide whether you're going to be in the in the Australian team or you're not going to be in that Australian squad, you know. So um, there's a hell of a lot on the line for all of these players. And I, I, I just don't think that, um, yeah, the Blues will let it slip for a moment. And um, just the intensity of this game, you know, I'm so excited. I'm coming up for the game. Yeah, looking forward to watching it up there and uh, just, you know, sucking in all that atmosphere because the, the Maroons are, are definitely the, the underdog kings and, uh, mm. yeah, anything can happen, but I, <laughs>
6: I, I'd put my money on the Blues. E.T., you mentioned the World Cup. I'd really like to get your thoughts on the players playing for New South Wales and Queensland who want to play for their country of heritage in the World Cup, uh, Tonga, Samoa, etc. Uh, personally, I think it's wonderful and I think that, they want to play for their Pacific nations, they should be entitled to do that. What are your thoughts? Or, or, or is Origin still deemed to be a trial match, so to speak, for an Australian jumper?
10: Yeah, well, I think it is still a trial match for the Australian jumper, but I, I, I really am enjoying the fact that these other nations are coming coming through and, uh, and being competitive. And, you know, obviously our game these days we've got, uh, you know, loads of uh, Polynesians, I guess, uh, coming into the game, big, strong... Athletes, and uh, you know there's uh, not one team without um, you know half a dozen of these uh, powerful players, uh, you know, running out, and they've just improved and changed over those years, and they've been coached extremely well, and now, you know, it's just expected that these um, these teams like the the Samoans and the Tongans, you know, Fiji even, and uh, you know we've got Papua New Guinea have always been. Um, huge um, into their into their rugby league, but I I think it is great that they can actually go out and and represent their their countries. I think that's a, a really important thing. I think it's an important thing for their families as well. And um, you know, but I I think they should not be you know ever not be allowed to play state of origin because um, you know, obviously they've uh, they've spent a hell of a lot of time in Oz, and uh, yeah, I I think this uh, this game's going to be a uh, um, you know reach out for a lot of other players who are you know, have got the chance to represent their countries as well. So, you know, it's not just a state of origin. It's a, uh, it's sort of an international build-up. So, mm. it's, um, you know, it's going to be a fabulous match.
5: No, well said. Hey, Andrew, um, you said you're going up for the game. What's your involvement in rugby league these days?
10: I'm doing a little bit of stuff with the Cronulla Sharks. Um, I was up there for their uh, Coffs Harbour um, match and I, I sort of spent um, a few days up there. We actually took a bunch of guys... A bunch of the uh, um, uh, the uh, supporters out fishing, which was fantastic. So uh, you could come out and have a fishing day with ET on the Friday, which was cool. A, so a lot of our sponsors uh, <laughs> turned up for that one, which and it was a nice day, thank God. So we were able to get out there and catch a few fish and have a bit of fun. Um, but the boys, uh, you know, it was great to be able to spend time. We we're in the same hotel. Um, I watched uh, the Friday night footy. Um, with Fitzy in his room, which Mm -hmm. was great just to, you know, have a good chat with him about the footy and the team. Um, And the players are also accommodating. They spent that whole week up there. They were, you know, out to schools and um, putting coaching clinics on. And, you know, they're really uh, coming part of that community up there. And, you know, there were a lot of Sharkies, um, blue, black and white jumpers uh, and fans there at that game. I think probably 95% were all Sharks. And I reckon there'll be a hell of a lot of new shark supporters there. So I'm sort of involved in uh, you know, this uh, State of Origin one for me is going up with about 40-odd um, sponsors of the sharks. So I'll go up there and, you know, talk a, talk a few uh, tales about the, the old State of Origin days yeah. and what we can expect tonight. And, um, yeah, really, really looking forward to, you know, having that role and just being a part of uh, the sharks and, and hopefully, uh, um, you know, being able to have a lot more of the older guys come back to the sharks and, and get that great, um, great culture happening at the club. So, yeah, I'm really happy with the way is uh, doing, you know, and the, and the way the boards saw working at the Sharky. So, um, yeah, it's exciting days. I think over the coming years, uh, they'll be a they'll be a real force.
6: Et, clearly, you are a legend with your fishing on TV. Tell us what <laughs> you're up to then, in terms of. TV show shows, forever. Shows gone World forever. record. What about this World record?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Ta- well, Tanya has <laughs> just. is the footy, you
10: know. This is, I'm in this series, just finished series 23. So wow.
6: I'm three years of this fishing. It, uh, Tanya's I've just looked... Googled this. You know, you've gone longer than Bert Newton's Good Morning Australia, <laughs> High Five, and Young Talent Time. It's the truth. Oh, my
8: God. Yeah. Any Logies,
6: Andrew?
10: <laughs> I still love it too, which is good. So, um, there you, go. you know, the good thing is it's sort of a. Uh, being able to play footy and go into the fishing uh, realm has—it's uh, been been pretty good. I've, I've got no complaints at all, and still enjoying it. Hopefully, uh, you know we'll be um, out filming uh, season 24 in the next uh, in the next month or so. So looking forward to that
5: one. Fantastic, couple of logos on his way as well. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> hey Andrew, look, it's been fascinating talking to you guys. A bit of an insight about 1994, which sort of. Provides us with some insight as to what the Blues are facing on Wednesday night up there at Suncorp. Queensland are always hard to beat at home, and this is going to be a cracking State of Origin decider. Enjoy the game, Andrew, and thanks so much for joining us on a Sunday morning.
10: Yeah, thanks, boys. Have a great day. Terrific thanks, Et. E. Andrew
5: Ettingshausen, one of the Sharks legends, and um, you're right, his TV career is just breaking all sorts of records. Dino, he was a
6: very marketable player, Et. He was a good-looking rooster. Let's not beat around the bush. But good you know play.
5: 328 games. You know what? He, That's tough. He, as brilliant as he was, and he was he was such a brilliant runner, so quick, scored a, a million tries. Was he ever given enough credit for his defence, Dino? You know? Because, gee, he was a good Terrific defensive defender, centre. Wasn't
6: he, Terrific he defender, was he, Terrific defender. He hardly missed
5: a tackle, that man. Gee,
6: was Probably good. deserved a premiership ground yeah. for the amount of work and sweat and blood that he put into the sharks, and but he yeah, remember
5: those famous images of him embracing Gal after two thousand and fifteen, and Tears just rolling down his face, and it, it meant a lot to obviously a lot of the sharks boys who just missed out so many times,
6: correct? Yeah, yeah. No, absolute legend, great fella.
5: No, it's fantastic. That was Andrew Eddinghausen, who was terrific to listen to ahead of Wednesday night's Origin decider. Coming up next, Tanya with a sports update. The Putters Panel.
6: I'm expecting an improvement from Deep Romance here. It's had problems at two of its last three runs. Cardiac arrhythmia or the like at Canterbury when it was beaten a furlong and then pulled up with a cough. If it runs up to any of its other runs in its life, it's in the finish here. And it's the McKenzo in the glittery race. It's enough to say it's got some sort of chance.
0: Deep Romance from last to first. The Putters Panel. Friday morning, Racing HQ.
9: Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $1.3 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now.
0: Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC 1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1800 858 858. Foreign owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for
13: more details. Authorised by Aussie Fairplay Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne.
21: Thinking about your next build or renovation? WideLine Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started. Even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes are returned in 48 business hours. Just upload your plans or tell them what you need. Easy. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the WideLine Windows and Doors website. www.wideline.com.au
8: G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths, but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlo's Pies? Because at Garlo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Edge, taken. That's a blinder, Cameron Green. Needed brilliance and it has come. But no footwork poking outside the off stump. We saw that coming.
4: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Yeah, welcome back to the show.
5: Just an update on that cricket. Going into day three in Sri Lanka. Australia rolled for 364 in their first inning. Steve Smith not out 145. Marnus Lavashane also scored 100. He got 104. Sri Lanka, though, in reply, two for 184. Mendes, 84 not out. Matthews, six not out. We... Hopefully they can get a few wickets early, but I think Australia could be a few runs shy. I thought they would have got 400 plus. Plenty of people want to have their say on the talk topic. Steve's on the line. Dino, Steve, good morning. You know, Ray, how are you? Terrific. Steve, what do you got for us, mate? You'll love my sportsman. There was a
10: Carlton player that used to play from eighty one to eighty three. Yeah. Number four, Peter Buzz Bazasto,
5: And took one um, of the great he, marks of all time, didn't he, Steve? In that, he that in the pocket of Princess Park, yeah.
10: And the other the other thing today, don't forget about curiosity's record against um, Ra- um, against Djokovic, he's played him twice and he's beaten him twice.
5: Is that right? Yep, and and I, I was actually surprised too, Steve, that when, Djokovic get, uh, when um Kirios gets into a a five-setter, he's got a great record over five sets. So the deeper you he know. can go into the match, yeah, hopefully he can get Djokovic a bit worried. You know? I was
15: surprised. I looked it up.
10: He's got a 2-0 record.
5: Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, so
10: so you have a, have a few shekels
22: on Nick.
5: You're in Nick's corner?
22: Oh, I don't like him as a person, mm. as a sportsman, but I'm, he's an Aussie, so I've got to go for him, but... I might,
5: put a, I might put a $50 on him, I think. Nah, Good on you, Steve. Well, Steve, so interested in this Texas is from Craig and sort of goes to what Dino was saying. Morning, guys. It will be interesting to see how Kyrgios is viewed by the age demographics. A lot of people over 40 seem to dislike him, while the younger generation absolutely love him. They do, Dino. My mates and I love him, but our parents do not. Definitely polarising character, but an amazing talent.
6: I think there's no doubt, Ray, about his talent. That's not in question. I think we all sit here today saying he is... One of the most naturally gifted players on the circuit. Mm. It's just more his behaviour that upsets me.
15: Yeah.
5: Ma- Marty's just chimed If Before we go to Tanya quickly, Marty's chimed in. Hi, guys. The Queenslanders have lost Munster. That's tough. But last year, we lost Cleary and Luai for the third game. And this year, we have not had Turbo or Latrell for the whole series. Maybe a bit of justice. Swings and roundabouts, isn't it, Dean? That was from Marty.
6: Yeah, it certainly does. We've been with that Turbo and Latrell. There, mm. two prime centres. Mm. I think game three last year, we lost Luai and Cleary. But... That was a dead rubber, to be fair. Exactly,
5: yeah. Coming up next, Tanya with a sports update.
17: On the Big Sports Breakfast weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. Australia has two new Wimbledon champions this morning in an epic five-setter. Aussies Matt Ebden and Max Purcell won the men's doubles, defeating Nicola Mektik and Mate Parvik 7-6, 6-7, 4-6, 6-4, 7-6 after more than four hours on centre court. Representing Kazakhstan, Elena Rubikina won the women's title, defeating Ange Jabert 3-6, 6-2, 6-2. Meantime tonight, the big one, men's singles final, where Nick Kyrgios will play in his first grand slam final taking on the might of Novak Djokovic who is not only the reigning champ but has further a further five Wimbledon trophies in his cabinet but in saying that head to head as we've just heard of their two previous encounters the Aussie has won both both matches were in 2017 one at Indian Wells the other in Acapulco. We
5: you know in both those games Djokovic didn't win a set against Kyrgios. Not only is it 2-0, Kyrgios is way head-to-head. He hasn't lost a set to Novak.
17: But that was five years ago. Yeah, still get some yeah. heart from that conference. For me. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. A much needed NRL win for Parramatta, more importantly,
11: yeah, exactly. over the West Tigers <laughs> last
17: night, 28 points to 20, putting them one win outside the top four. It was a rare victory for the Eels at Leichhardt. In fact, their first there in 21 years. Just the one game today, Brisbane and St. George-Illawarra at 4.05. Stumps on day two of the second cricket test between Australia and Sri Lanka in Gaul. Sri Lanka two for 184, trailing Australia's first innings of 364 by 180 runs. Steve Smith top scored in Australia's innings, not out on 145, breaking an 18-month test century drought. The vice-captain held on as Australia's final seven went for a total of 58. The Australia-England Test Rugby Series will go to a decider after the Poms won last night's test in Brisbane 25-17. The third and final match will be at the SCG next Saturday. Meanwhile, Ireland created history by defeating the All Blacks in New Zealand for the first time last night, 23-12, the match in Dunedin. And Wales also made history by beating the Springboks in South Africa for the first time with a 13-12 win in Blomfontein. This morning, Scotland defeated Argentina 29-6. The Joe Pride trained Taksu completed the rare Civic Stakes Winter Stakes double when he survived a protest to narrowly beat Jojo Was a Man at Randwick yesterday. While well, overnight, the Anthony and Sam Friedman trained Artorias placed third in the July Cup at Newmarket. Alcohol Free won the race by a length and a half, and Platinum Jubilee Stakes winner Naval Crown was second. In AFL last night, it was no contest. Port Adelaide 84 over GWS 29. Collingwood 88 beat North Melbourne 81. Fremantle 111 over St Kilda 70. And the Gold Coast came back from 40 points down to beat Richmond 94-92, kicking the winning goal after the full-time siren. Shane van Gisbergen extended his championship lead after winning race one in the supercars round in Townsville yesterday, race two on today, while Max Verstappen extended his Formula One championship lead after winning the sprint race at the Austrian Grand Prix. Ferrari duo Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz were second and third. The win gives Verstappen pole in the main race tonight. And Aussie Michael Matthews finished second in the eighth stage of the Tour de France overnight, just edged out by Wout van Aert. Tadij Pogakar was third, which was enough for the team Emirates rider to hold on to the yellow jersey by 39 seconds. Back to Wimbledon boys, and not known to be emotional, particularly on Mm. the tennis court, but the newly crowned champion, Elena Rybakina, did break down in tears after the match uh, last night, but it wasn't because she won. It was because she was again confronted by questions over her Russian roots. Mm. Now, Elena was born and raised in Moscow, and she left when she was 18, 19 in fact, actually, to switch allegiances and represent Kazakhstan. So she has gone into that match under the Kazakhstan flag, and yep. there were plenty of flags. Because Russians in the were crud. banned from playing, weren't they? Now the Russians were banned, mm. and Belarusians were banned from the tournament because of the invasion of Ukraine. But she has been having to field questions mm. about this all, all, all the last two weeks. Um, which it's it's silly because she did this long before the invasion. So happened. she broke down
5: at the press conference. Did she? Yeah,
17: because she was sick and tired of people asking her questions mm. about you know. She just won Wimbledon for crying out loud. That's early. right, and as I said, she she changed allegiances to Kazakhstan long before uh, the invasion. I think um, her one of her main goals was to go to an Olympic Games, of which she represented Kazakhstan in Tokyo. So that was one of the things. But as typical with Russian sport, the tennis federation says that um, she was she's our product, and it was very nice. Well done, Robekina. We oh. win the Wimbledon tournament. Oh, no. So they've taken her mm. back.
5: <laughs> of help. course they would. Yeah, yeah, of
17: course they would. But mm. anyway, um, Elena will, I'm sure, hopefully get over that very soon when she collects her $3.5 million <laughs> check.
5: <laughs> but no rankings points.
17: No rankings points. Mm. No, that's right. And free entry. Um, to uh, she's become a life member of the All England Club with all the perks that are reserved for champions. So free entry and maybe free strawberries and cream.
19: Wouldn't that be good? Yeah.
17: yeah. Now, someone who has no has not having allowed entry is Greg Norman. We have the British Open starting um, next week. And it's the 150th anniversary, so there's a lot of hoopla going on. But traditionally, before the Open, it's at St Andrew's this year. Which is
5: where he won a British Open Air. That's right. Mm. So
17: so Greg's won the Open in 86 and 93. And before the tournament, traditionally, they have the champions' dinner, where mm. all the former champions go and have dinner. And, and a tournament, like a like a little pro, taur- pro-am tournament beforehand. Um, but Greg um, received a, a call from the RNA, the Royal and Ancient uh, uh what do you call it? Yeah. Uh, well, an ancient ancient corporation that, yeah. or whatever they called themselves, and it said in response to in- the inquiries about whether Greg Norman will be there, we can confirm that we contacted Greg to advise him that we decided not to invite him to attend on this occasion, mm. so he hasn't. So <laughs> you just let it go, don't you? You don't ring someone to tell them sorry you're not invited. Well, I suppose you'd have to. Yeah, you, know, you don't That's want him to
5: right. turn up on the front doorstep for the is dinner, that, do is you? That fair. Well, that whole live golf thing, that too was just absolutely mm. split. I get it. World it. golf in half, well, but still did
6: win two majors. But, but
5: their persona non grata, all, mm. the golf, all the players are persona on grata as well. And
17: that's what mm. they extended in saying um, it's an extremely important milestone for golf because it's the 150th anniversary, and we do not believe that would be the case if Greg was in attendance, you mm. know, would take away some of yep. the gloss away from it. But Greg has fought back well, – or back and saying that the decision was petty he said i would have thought the rna would have stayed above all of that mm. given their position in the golfing world because they do believe they're above everyone else yep. in the golfing world it's
5: home of golf um, yeah. indeed
17: yeah. i've been there what a Haven't cold blowy cold place that is i had
5: like to do it play at once my brother went to play Royal well, uh, St Andrews, yeah. Did he? Yeah, Did he? there's two courses, the old and the new course. Yeah, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. The old course you're not allowed to play on, I think. Is that right? Is that it I works? walked it, but yeah. there
17: was no one playing on it on, yeah. on that day. But Greg also said, all I've done to promote and grow the game of golf globally, on and off the course for more than four decades, it's very petty. So mm. that's what you were saying, Dino. Well,
6: I can understand the decision, but I think, yeah. you know, do you sometimes have to look above that? It's He has won the golf. major twice. Divided it's divided golf. a big part of the yeah. you know British Open, isn't he? Having won it not once but twice. But they yeah.
17: did rule out saying that it's not that they're not going to invite him in the future.
5: Just for this. But big he has ones. to. Yeah.
17: <laughs> but he has to come back to the fold. Well, it's
5: interesting. People like Rory McIlroy, those golfers who have been quite vocal in their criticism of the Live Golf Tour, are now um, starting to. Not turn around, but saying to say needs to be peace talk, so to speak. You need to get these two bodies together again, which is hopefully will happen down the track. Thanks so much, Tan. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. We'll be back in a minute.
2: Hunter's Postmortem with Dave Stanley. The Everest and some movement possibly happening there.
5: Ray Thomas. Looks like Lost and Running will be the next horse into the field. I understand our negotiations are at an advanced stage. Michael Maxworthy. Nature Strips rising eight and and Eduardo's rising nine. We are on the cusp,
22: aren't
2: we, of some of these new horses coming through.
0: Hunter's Postmortem, winter edition,
2: Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. It races clear, Portland Sky comes clear.
21: Portland Sky, a three-year-old winner of the Sire making Group 1 Oakley Plate. Just like Fastnet Rock, Snitzel, and Star Spangled Banner. And Portland Sky wins. A dominant victor over Group 1 Blue Diamond winner Tagaloa. Portland Sky
16: fending them off, left,
14: right and centre. Portland Sky goes underscore.
21: Portland Sky, a Group 1 winner and Deep Field's best son at stud. Portland Sky standing at Widden Stud. Widden.com
1: Mum, when you buy a washer or dryer at Bing Lee, you're not just getting a washer or dryer. I'm not? No, you're getting a toaster or an iron or even some headphones. I am? Buy a selected washer or dryer at Bing Lee and get a bonus Bing Lee gift card up to $200. You could use it for something else you need. Why didn't you say that? I did, in my own way. (sighs) I need some headphones right now. Get a bonus gift card on selected washers and dryers. Bing Lee, better leaving every day and now for the most exciting two minutes in sports
4: the very best of u.s racing seven days a week
2: looking at lee can't catch always dreaming who's the 143rd
0: winner of the kentucky derby
4: live and exclusive across the sky racing network
0: this is sky sports radio Heard throughout New South Wales, including Casino, 87.6 FM, mararundi 98.5 FM, Hilston, 87.6 FM, and Dubbo on 90.3 FM. Ray, let's talk pies. Deliciously talk- flaky pastry
6: on top of bottom, which is rolled extra thin, and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour, and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought, Ray. Take a night off from cooking. Take a night off from the stroganoff Mm. and grab a Garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled meals section. If you can't find Mm. us, ask for Garlo's pies by name. Ray, Garlo's pies. They're thin on pastry. They're big on meat.
10: I can't. I don't want to be that person that's playing so much tennis during the year and not cherishing those times home. Like, if I was to... After a result like this, win or lose, I want to have that crucial time at home to enjoy it, you know, with, with my loved ones. Like, I've played this sport since I was seven
4: years old. Like, on things... Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
5: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. And our next guest, he's got pretty forthright views on Nick Kiris, like you have, Dino. Phil Buzz Rothford on the line. Buzz, good morning. And should I even bother to ask, were you watching the game tonight? No, I'll look,
20: I won't be. But look, and, and I've copped a bit of a posting on social media over my views, but, look, it's a personal choice. Mm. And I'm not dirty on anyone who does want to watch it, Ray, but we're all entitled to an opinion.
5: Correct, yeah.
6: Isn't it funny you know, on social, Buzz, you have an opinion and they tear you apart, but they're offering an yeah, opinion at the same time as they're tearing you apart. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. there's no right or wrong.
20: Yeah, look, I, I just checked my the comments, and I always check comments on the Daily Telegraph website, on my stories, just to... You know, I'm with the punters or not, and it's it's really 50 there. Yeah. And he's such a polarising figure, and but look, there's one comment there. You know, that would you want your child to grow up a, a, a junior tennis player and, and treat umpires like he does as a kid, and you, you know, have this as your role model and as I, as I wrote this morning, Ray, I'm so proud of people like Ash Barty, Pat Cummins, the golf of Cameron Smith, Chris Waller, what he did at Ascot, and I just love Australians on the international stage. But I will not stay up and watch this guy tonight because, I'm, you know, I, I just don't like his behaviour, his mannerisms, his. But I can understand people like him and think he's a and my kids will watch it
5: they mm. love him Yeah, now it's the younger demographics name. certainly do don't they buzz but your point goes to, uh, dino raised the same point about um being role model for your kids and i've got to say buzz we probably had um a lot of our sms's today on the show and indeed some of our talkback calls i'd say there would be more than 50 percent against kyrgios is that a fair thing to say um, Dina, I think yeah, I'd say
6: it'd be 60-40 against yeah. a lot of people absolutely yeah. ripping well, into him, Buzz, and they just don't well copy him. They're over um, this behaviour.
20: That's similar to what's online. Um, but, you know, it, it'll get big TV ratings tonight. and um, Yeah, I won't be one of them, but um, it, it's a big story, isn't it? Mm. The first off of it, they've both been heavily criticised in recent times and it should be a wonderful game of tennis. Um, Yeah, good luck to
6: them both. Buzz, just reverting to your What's the Buzz column in today's Sunday Telly, I was interested about this story you had about uh, Anthony Milford and the potential that he may stay at Newcastle, which would be another blow to the Dolphins, who, of course, is a club Anthony has agreed to play with from next season. Yeah,
20: when you say agreed, dog, I actually thought Anthony Milford had signed with the Dolphins But I checked it out and it turns out he basically shook hands with Wayne Bennett and Peter O'Sullivan to join um, the Dolphins next year, but only on a one-year contract because they didn't want to pay him a lot of money that second year because they're hoping to bring in someone like Cameron Munster who would chew up all that money in the salary cap. So... He moved to Newcastle while waiting to go to the Dolphins that one year and he's quite enjoyed it there and the Knights are happy with the football he's playing and they've offered him a deal over a longer term. So the way I understand it is um, I think Anthony Milford has had more talks with the Dolphins um, since this Newcastle option came up and... I think they've now extended him out to two years. If he'll take the offer, I won't go further than two years. So it's an interesting one to play out. It's been well-publicised A the number of players, including Reese Walsh last week, they've missed out on. So it's, it'll be an interesting one to follow in the next couple of weeks.
5: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know
20: what, Doug, mm-hmm. I, I, and, and Ray, I'm writing a column tomorrow and I'm saying, and I'm posing the question... Should the game be helping the Dolphins more rather than screwing them over in the manner in which they have been? And
6: Look at the AFL buzz what they, they did for the GWS helped. Giants.
5: Yeah, and other
20: clubs well, here relocating. Uh, yeah. With the GWS Giants and the Suns, over a decade, they got $200 million cash from the AFL. You know the Melbourne clubs in that same period got $100 million. Mm. Not only that, they got all the draft picks. I think it was one, three, five, seven, something like that, in the draft. Yep. Mm-hmm. I checked it out with GWS yesterday. Yep. So I'm not. The Dolphins have money; they don't need NRL cash, but they're struggling to sign players. And I think there should be some help from the NRL when a player like Reece Walsh or say Luke Brooks at the West Tigers, who looks like he might want out, the Dolphins at least get first chat with them. Mm. And get the opportunity, something like that.
5: You yeah, know, I think a lot of people. Because you yeah. know
20: what, we need a competitive Dolphins side in the competition next year.
5: Yeah. you don't want them coming in and getting lapped every game, do you, Baze? You want them to come in and be competitive and at least start off the season and give their their fans and indeed the clubs some hope. So, really good point. And, but
20: it's not great. Yeah. It's not just their own fans. I don't like turning on rugby league of late with the tight not being able to win, the Warriors, the West tight these weak clubs. I don't want another weak club in the NRL.
5: I suppose, Buzz, the answer to but, that is, is always going to be a club that runs last, isn't it?
20: It's just yeah, the, right, the way it, it is. is. Yeah. But, but the clubs that are running in that bottom four are way below mm. the other two.
5: Yeah, no, I, I, you, you, I hear you. You I
20: want them punching a bit higher than what they are. Anyway, this uh, yarn Milford hopefully will go to the Dolphins. uh, We'll we'll work it out next couple of weeks.
6: Do you
5: think
6: think Bennett's lost his luster, Buzz? I mean, I can't help but think Wayne might have strolled into Redcliffe thinking he would nab one, maybe even two marquees, and we're still waiting.
20: Yeah, look, I, I thought he was a far greater magnet. Uh, to attract players and particularly the reputation he left behind at the Rabideaus and you know the the relationships he had with Damien Cook, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell and all those great players and the results he kept getting and um, yeah look I I thought he'd do better but you know uh, Wayne's getting on a bit now isn't he and uh, look I'm not going to I'm not going to suggest he can't build a strong Redcliffe club. Look, if you want anyone in charge of that, you'd want him, or you'd mm. want Craig Bellamy, in my view.
5: Yeah, no, exactly. At least they can be and, and
20: yeah. yeah, but mm. the other point is, you know, they've bought them coming into the competition has increased the TV deal by 100 million over five years. Wow! Mm. So it's not as if they're costing the other club anything. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, I hope it works out. No, exactly.
5: Yeah. Hey, Buzz, I don't know if you listened to much or all of the Andrew Eddinghausen's interview, but he's touched on a, a subject that you've raised in your What's the Buzz column today, and indeed he agrees with you. Re the blow-up about Brian Toto, uh, uh Daniel Tupo and Jerome Luai playing Origin and wanting to play uh, for their, their their heritage, their country, so to speak, post-Origin. And you've touched on this today in your column, Buzz.
20: Well, you look at it in two stages. First of all, Brian Tahoe, Daniel Tupu, um, Jerome Lewide. Um, they, they they grew up in Western Sydney. They grew up in areas like St Mary's, Mount it Tupu played for Guildford, um, the Guildford Rams, I think it is. And they grew up as, mm-hmm. with dreams to play for the New South Wales Blues. They love State of Origin like all kids do, like all young footy. That's their dream. They've reached that level, the highest stage in local rugby league in Australia. But now, you know what? They've got Pacific Island heritage and they want to go and play for their country. And there's nothing wrong with that. They're turning their back on a possible $50,000 payment if Australia wins the World Cup to pay for 1300 bucks mm. and a free meal while they're in England. I think we should be standing and applauding these guys. Yep. I think it's fantastic for the international game. I don't believe that's in the argument that them, by them playing for New South Wales, they're holding out potential Australian players. I, I just don't think it's right. They deserve their Blues jerseys. They've grown up in this state and they were born in this state. Well, I don't know. What do you think, Bulldogs?
6: I think State of Origin, in my opinion, Buzz, has gone past it being a trial for a, a test jumper. Yeah, we I haven't see. played for three years. Origins become bigger than Test Football. Yeah, let's be fair dinkum here. It's a beast, Origin, mm. and it's the number one
20: yeah, the rugby league tournament
6: you know in the world. And I just yeah. think if they want to go and you know, play for their country of heritage, boost up those countries. I mean, the ratings came out yesterday, the, the rankings bars, and I don't agree with it, but Tonga's moved to number two in the world. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, they're God. flying.
20: Fantastic. Yeah. But the Guys, the, the landscape of our competition and our rep, 40 has changed completely since uh, Origin or Interstate Rugby League um, started. And that is, it used to be played a fraction earlier in the year. This is a long time ago, 20, 30 years ago. And an Australian side would be picked after the Interstate Series for mid year test. And under those circumstances, you can understand why it was a selection trial for it, but it no longer is. Mm. And if you start pulling all these boys out, the Origin origin lo- is going to lose a lot as the showpiece event on our calendar.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah 100%. Uh, hey, Buzz, we touched on it last week and, to be fair, probably didn't give it enough um, airtime because the bravery of Jai Opetaia to win that world title fight last week with um, breaks on both sides of his jaw, the more you, you think and read about this man's courage to stay in the contest and win that fight? It'll go down in Australian sporting folklore, Buzz.
20: Yeah, well, will. I, I raising the question today in the column, though, was it, you know, the incredible bravery or was it lacking in a duty of care? Like, uh, what he's done is just extraordinary mm. courage and the same as John Satter in the 1970 grand final. But look, if he's suffered a crack jaw on one side of his face in round two, and then with five minutes to go, midway through the second last round, if he'd suffered another major fracture and the fight wasn't stopped, I don't necessarily agree with that. Jeff Van Eck was quite strong with his opinions this morning as well. You know, if he'd had another blow, it would have been a major, major facial reconstruction required according to the medicos I spoke to. And, look, he's in a bar, he can't talk. He's Mm. got an infection in his mouth from the surgery. He's got two plates, eight screws. Mm. I know she's a brutal sport, but and I know a world title is all this young fella's dreamt of his entire life, but dear, oh dear, I'm not sure why he's... Trainer didn't think a little bit harder about stopping it though, yeah. but that's just me, and uh, others will disagree. Same as Kerry Austin. I don't know. What do you guys
5: think? I just think the kid, the trainer might have asked him, and the kid would have said, "No, this is my chance. It's a bit of rocky stuff." He just he would have he would have yeah, refused point blank to stop that fight, and yeah, uh, you can understand that mindset. I know what you're saying, Buzz, but I can understand the mindset.
20: You know. Sometimes boxers are too tough, too courageous, too gritty for their own good. And, um, yeah, but... What you say is correct.
5: Yeah, Interesting yarn, though. It is. Oh, it's extraordinary. Hey, Buzz, Um, we've got one game to complete this weekend's abbreviated round of the NRL. I'll run these odds past you, Buzz, for both games. Origin as well. Brisbane head-to-head against St George of Lawara. They're seventy. The Dragons are $2.15 for this afternoon's game. That's at 4.05 p.m. And then Origin 3, the decider at Suncorp on Wednesday night. Buzz, it's been a long time. Since these two teams have been that far apart in a decider head to head, New South Wales a dollar thirty three, Queensland three thirty five. How do you see these two? Yeah, it's extraordinary. How do you wow. see these two games, Buzz?
20: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that betting market's around and, and since Cameron Hunt yes. pulled out, look, yep. I think New South Wales will win. Poor record at Suncourt, Court, but we've got everything in our favour. Uh, the, the match this afternoon, I'm going with the favourites, the Dragons. They have a poor record without Ben Hunt. They only that they've lost the last seven games or something without him, but Dayton Sullivan will fill in half back, I think the Dragons can win.
6: Buzz, I've got to ask you, you're at Shark Park on Thursday night? Yes. Did you sneak up to the press box as a non-working journalist and eat the party pies?
20: <laughs> no, I didn't eat the party pies. But okay. just before I came on, Dean, I'd like to mention this, Ray. Mm-hmm. I heard Bulldog do the Gallo's Pie ad, which yes. he does very well. With real gusto, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does it really, really well. But I'm so glad Galo's pies are thin on pastry because I, I run into Bulldog for the first time in three or four months. He mm-hmm. came in uh, off the bench. He did come into the, like the office the other day. It was, was a podcast. Yeah, it was for good to see podcast. him outside of the and, studio. And, Dog, you are not in a condition. You, you're carrying some beef. And you're, I'm glad you're eating the thin pastries. They're
6: all I can say. Well, this has come about because I gave <laughs> Phil a little embrace, and I happened to accidentally get a handful of fat. Let's be honest. Ah,
5: that's called. Like, yeah, and
6: I said, Phil, what is going on here? Because it was like a handful. And he said, returned, Buzz, yeah, this is he's got in 1st Three,
20: you've got three tens, go. Wait, Phil, not back, mate. Please
6: go for a walk after this radio segment, please.
20: Go and get a thin and crispy or whatever. And get some fruit. Get some fruit along
6: the way. Go on, off you go, Paul. Uh, See you guys. Good
20: hey, get on your
5: buzz. Enjoy the Origin Wednesday night. Hey, just a reminder that um, Kirios Djokovic match starts at eleven a.m. tonight. You can watch it on Channel Nine and uh, Stan, I think it is as well, but definitely on Channel Nine. And go, Nick.
6: Well, Ray, if it's eleven thirty, I don't think I'll be up for that one.
5: You can watch it in bed. Just doze off. You wake up again. So you're going to watch it right through. I'll try. Yeah. they
6: could finish at three a.m. Yeah,
5: no, I've got to, I've got to keep it on tomorrow too. But you it,
6: won't get to see the end of it. I'll text you. I'll text you, you when zeds. it's two sets all. You'll be pumping out zeds, my friend. Well, I'll
5: text you. Leave your phone on. I'll text <laughs> yeah, you two that, sets. That shan't all. be happening. Stay awake, Dino. <laughs> Coming up on Racing HQ with Simon Harrison. Priscilla Looker will preview will preview today's Grafton Cup. Day meaning South Grafton Cup, big day up there ahead of the Grafton Cup Carnival. The Big Sports Breakfast team is back tomorrow morning at five thirty with Jared Middleton, Laurie Daly, um, Michael Clark, and of course Jamie Rogers. And her swim's coming up shortly too across is. the English Channel. If you'd like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. Dino, just quickly, Brisbane St. George Illawarra this afternoon.
6: Uh, I am going to go for the Broncos at home. And I'll go for the Blues
5: away. Blues by how many? Nine. With a field goal. Field goal. Just to rub it in. I hope you're right. It's Just be, to rub their noses it's gonna in It's going to be huge. Wimbledon. Be exactly. Uh, a couple of big games VFL on this afternoon. Of course, the Dragons take on the Broncos up there at in Brisbane. And then tonight, the big one, Kyrgios versus Djokovic. Next Wednesday night, the origin decider. Good luck to our Queensland listeners. But go the Blues. Enjoy your Sunday. And enjoy your sport.